0: There are three seconds remaining. Robbie Gould has the chance to send San Francisco to the NFC Championship game. Here's the snap. The kick is up. It is good. San Francisco beats Green Bay, thirteen to ten. That is your dagger. Go home, Packers. <laughs> yeah, this gracious. Shout out Wayne Larry. There's your dagger. <laughs> Green Bay Go Home. <laughs> oh, Welcome to, to another Monday edition of Second City Sports Real Live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakita McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown here. That's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at sidkid 80 Once again at 80 That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80.
1: Follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenos
0: McGee on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports On Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. <laughs> also, too, if you can watch any of our other five five live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you happen to miss it, that's okay. You can watch me, listen to Metro Leisure. That's why we want you to download that Sports Zone Chicago app. Also, make sure you. You follow Sports Chicago on all social media platforms, such Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Old Chicago, on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports by subscribing to War or Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in these search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, WARR on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. Once again, at WARR Media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. McKinney, you s- told me before the show you wanted to start this uh, uh, this show talking about the Bills and the Chiefs. Well, I'll let you do so. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of thoughts uh, following your um, lovely uh, intro into this game because I-, I had some issues yesterday with this game.
1: We might have the same issue, Sid, so I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way because I know you're going to go into it. I know you got some questions, so I know you're going to go into a tangent about it. So I just want to get it done and get over with and get it out the way. Now, let's see. Okay. One, let me guess what, 13 seconds. That's basically what we're talking about here. 13 seconds. 13 seconds in between, you know, Bill's had two opportunities, you know, to seal the win and also to... You know, all the, the craziness with all the scoring. I think it was about, like, almost like, what, 90 seconds? And they, they scored like 25 points with the Bills and the Chiefs did. Mm-hmm. That whole game was just, you know, crazy from start to finish. It heated up during those last couple of minutes. Now, I will also say that, you know, the, it got into overtime. You know, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs went down the field. They're going to their fourth straight in this AFC championship game. Okay, now the overtime. Now, let me remind folks that it was just a few years ago. The old overtime rule where the where whoever got the ball first, all they had to do was score it, it didn't matter who was a field goal or safety, whatever mm-hmm. whoever you know whatever the score was, it was sudden death, basically. now they changed the rule right after that you know pat you know Pat's chiefs AFC championship game. then they said, okay, you know what? whoever scored the touchdown first, okay, so The Bills had a chance. They had their chances to, at the very least, hold them to a field goal. I know that was a tough task. You know, you got Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Miko Harmon, Travis Kelsey. Okay, fine. But you had your shot. You have multiple shots to perhaps maybe, you know, make a stop or, you know, throw an interception or catch an interception or force a fumble, whatever. You have multiple chances. And you decide, you know, they decide not to. You know, leaving, you know, I guess we're leaving Kelsey wide open, leaving Tyreek Hill wide open. Yes, no, he's hard to, you know, catch. That's why they call the cheat or whatever. But this whole thing where, yeah, I know some people say, well, what about a swift kick? Okay. You know, Hill, Hardman, McKinnon, you know, they have a lot of fast guys out there. If they had kicked it shorts and you probably had a chance of maybe one of those guys probably catching the ball and going towards the end. So for a touchdown, that would have won the game then and there. Everybody would have been saying, well, they should have kicked it deep. So for all those – and also, too, for the, the overtime crowd, oh, they didn't get a chance. They could have held it to a field goal, folks. Tremaine Edmonds, Micah, Micah Hyde, you're both Pro Bowl you know, defensive guys. Where were you guys late? So for all these people who were saying, that, well, you know what, they could have – you know, we've missed out Josh Allen. Look, look, Josh Allen said to himself after the game, you know, they should have made the plays. He didn't – you know, look. <laughs> Make it make a soft defense, make it stop defense. a stop on defense, or hold to a field goal. So, you know, Buffalo had multiple shots, you know, the defense let him down. And yes, all three phases, we'll talk more about that in a second, but I'm sorry. So, the, all, all this talk about, you know, oh, you we know the education overtime rule. No, do your job. You wouldn't have been in this situation. Ghost.
0: If you have a question or comment for us during our uh two-hour extravaganza for today's show and for this hour, our NFL uh divisional playoff review, you can go to uh, Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. But if you and Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll or do something stupid, Lakina will give you the Grayson Allen boot.
1: Bye. Nah, nah, we'll I
0: get to that I next hour. I <laughs> don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that next hour. We're trying to get your energy up for that first. <laughs> uh, back to this B- Buffalo uh, Chiefs uh, Chiefs game, Lakina. The situation that no one's talking about when Buffalo took the lead, thirteen seconds left. Your head coach Sean McDermott decides to call two timeouts before Kansas City ran and played two timeouts before they ran to play. Why did you do that? That's what the break is for. After you kick the extra point, you remind your Mm -hmm. defense of what you have to do. Why would you call a timeout? You gave the Chiefs extra time to draw up a play. Yes, yes, that is true. I know I talking about that. That is true. (laughs) It it makes no sense to me. And shout out to Tony Romo on the broadcast for CBS, talking about the Travis Kelsey play. Mm -hmm. Guess how many guys Buffalo rushed? They rushed four. In that situation, you know they had to pass. You rushed three. Did you really think that Patrick Mahomes was going to do uh, Dak Prescott from last week? No! I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I said, Sean McDermott is one of the best young coaches in the league. I know he's been there with Buffalo for a few years, but he should be getting more heat today than he's been getting from these national media pundit boobs. Let's be real, Lakina. Those two mistakes came back to buy buffalo and you talk about the overtime i'm not going to waste any time with overtime everybody knows the rules the nfl is not going to change it they changed it on uh probably about a decade ago mm-hmm. okay so it's still barely new they're not going to change the overtime rules again so people don't like it get over it play now, defense thank you and, and speaking of defense buffalo's defense was fatigued especially in that fourth quarter you saw when kansas city won that coin toss in overtime I said to myself game over because Buffalo's defense had to go back out there because they already gave up a game time field goal and two long passes they were fatigued and you saw that in overtime mm-hmm. so anybody thought that the Buffalo defense was going to stop them one more time one more time being fatigued and you just got finished closing out for 13 seconds in regulation it just wasn't going to happen so Sean McDermott should be getting more heat than he's been getting uh, in these uh, less than last 24 hours
1: Oh look, it's one of those things where you 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 wonder, okay, you know what? This was your this was your moment. This is your chance to kind of have that moment. Look, I know you guys were fatigued, but you guys could have found your second win. All you had to do was hold to the field goal. That's it. You didn't have to. You, know, you had to let him score a touchdown. I mean, you don't look. Uh, if if you've given up a field goal, fine, you did it. And look, who knows? Harrison Buckner Harris would have probably would have missed that field goal, and that would have been your shot to probably win the game. You didn't. He give missed so one early guess. in the game. Exactly. And you didn't get a chance. You didn't give him a chance to do it. So this was this this was your moments. This was their moments. And it is didn't seize the moments. And look, yes, I get it. Look, Mahomes, you know, that that whole offense, you know, look, it's hard look, it's hard to stop them, but you could have contained them and you didn't. And yes, those two timeouts, I mean, you let them off the hook with those two timeouts too. And, you know, told so you gave, you know, the Chiefs a shot to kind of set things up, you know, have Mahomes those long passes, you know pass rush. I, I don't know what was going on there. I don't know the scheme of it that they were trying to do. Um, they were doing zone reads. I don't know. But, you know, look, there's so much blame to go around. And look, I you know, we got um, myself and our buddy Calumnius kind of got it too. Like, well, you're excessive blame. Well, well yeah, I am. Because <laughs> you know what? You had to, look, the the you know, the know Bills defense could have, this was their time to shine. And they didn't do it. Like, look, Josh Allen and they did their job. Okay, look, the Bills Look, you know, you know, Dawson Knox had a couple of drops. You know, why did Stephon Diggs get more chances at the ball? Didn't get more? He only had, you know, three targets. Why was he targeting more? I don't know. But look, you know, Gabriel Davis, I mean, he kind of became a star. You know, catching for two touchdowns, you know, four touchdowns, I should say. And also, you know, you know, over 200 receiving yards, which is like, you know, record-breaking, I think, which is the most by, I think he's only a second-year guy. So, you know, the good for him, you know, big in the losing cause. Look, you had to make a stop. You could have made a stop on defense. That's all you had to do. It's not rocket science. Okay. So, for all the, you know, like you said before, for all these people who were trying to say, well, you know, let's change the rule and stuff like that. No, they changed the rule about a deck just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So, it's look, it was sudden death. It would have been worse had they had done that, you know, through sudden death. Make a play on defense. Everyone else has said it. Lewis Riddick, who played defense, numerous other people who said the same thing. I, I don't know what else to tell you. It's not rocket science, folks. It's not.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on the Monday edition. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Seeing Lakina here with you. Second City Sports are uh, reviewing the Buffalo. Bills losing to the Kansas City Chiefs 46 to 42 to 36 in overtime in yesterday's NFL AFC Divisional Playoff Round game. Lakina, uh, taking before I get to the uh, my main point, let's take a look at some of the numbers uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen who uh, who kept up with Patrick Mahomes. He was 27 to 37, 329 yards and four touchdown passes. He also led the team in rushing. I'll get to that in a minute. It was 11 carries, 68 yards. Devin Singletary, he had 10 carries, 26 yards, and a touchdown. In the receiving department, as you mentioned, Gabriel Davis had four touchdowns. I really feel sorry for him. He really played Mm -hmm. this, you-know-what off. Yes. And and called Kansas City off guard twice on busted coverage. Cole Beasley, six catches, 60 yards. As you mentioned, Stephon Diggs only seven yards off of three catches. Emmanuel Sanders had a catch late for 16 yards to help give Buffalo the lead at the time late in the fourth quarter. And Dawson Knox had two catches for nine yards. He he had a a a drop there early in the game. He was targeted four times. And the Buffalo's defense forced one uh, uh, had one fumble. That was early in the game with Josh Allen. But let's talk about Buffalo's defense, Lakita. They only created two sacks on Patrick Mahomes. We knew it was going to be tough, but they had to do more, and they couldn't come up with a key turnover, and that's what cost them the game.
1: Well, zero turnovers that were combined, and. I feel like you know what the the moment was there for them, you know, Micah Hyde. I mentioned earlier Tremaine Evans, Micah Hyde, Ed Oliver. I mean, you know, th- those are not you know, those are not you know, just you know, guys that come off the street. Those guys have been around for a little bit, mm-hmm. and the fact that none of those guys on defense were able to look two sacks. That's it. You could have done more. You know, look, I know Mahomes could be a little bit slippery, but come on, you know, you, you, you had you, you had your chance to kind of have a moment here and. It's just one of those things where you're sort of like, there's plenty of blame to go around. I guess, you know, does, you know, Coach McDermott have, you know, should get some, you know, some blame? Sure. Should the defense get some blame for it? Sure. You know, you know Knox had a couple of key drops that could have kept, you know, drives going for Buffalo and it would not even have been, a, this wouldn't even have been a factor. There's plenty of blame to go around for Buffalo. And look, why didn't Devin Singletary get the ball more on rushing? Oh, granted though, Mahomes also led the Chiefs at rushing too. So let's. <laughs> Let's not, you know, not not just pick on the bills, you know, for Allen leaning, but yeah, I mean, look, these are the type of loss that can kind of sting you for a while. And look, yes, the Bills defense, yes, you should, yes, you should be upset because you know that you you had your chance for you, you could have just made a play. That's all you had to do. And you know, we would have a whole different conversation now. But the Chiefs are going back to the AFC Championship game for the fourth straight year. Yay! So, <laughs> you know.
0: On the flip side for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, 33 of 44 for 378 yards and three touchdowns. As you mentioned, Lakina Patrick Mahomes was the leader in the rushing department for the Chiefs, seven carries, 69 yards in the score. Carl Edwards Hilaire, seven carries, 60 yards in the receiving department. Tyreek Hill showed up, 11 11 catches, rather, 150 yards in the score. Travis Kelsey, he called the game winner in overtime, eight catches for 96 yards. Uh, Pringle had five catches for 29 yards. And and McKinney had five catches for 54 yards. Lakina, uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, we talked about this on Friday. Uh, I, my biggest fear was Buffalo um, getting into third and short situations because you know what Kansas City was going to do. You're going to run it with Mahomes or you're going to uh, – he was going to – Uh, run a tight end or wide receiver screen to Kelsey or to Tyreek Hill? How many times did they do that yesterday, except for the one instance where Patrick Mahomes wasn't on? If y'all forgot who the backup tight end was, 81 uh, down in the goal line late in the game. Uh, Buffalo did stop that play. But how many times did Buffalo's defense uh, ended up on third and short? You just knew that Kansas City was going to convert, and they did just about every time.
1: Yeah, and they did, and it's sort of one of those things where you know, they really had—they really didn't have to do too much. I mean, look—you know, Mahomes did his—you know—did what Mahomes usually does. I mean, look, Tyreek Hill and you know Travis Kelsey. I mean, they—they they all did what they're supposed to do, and unfortunately, they—and which they didn't do in their that first meet between the two of them. So, it's—you know—they were able to kind of you know punch it up a bit, and and look, it's just one of those things where you are sort of like, you know, look—I know it was going to be hard for them to do, but you know, someone could have stopped somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you know the defense. You know, look you know the chiefs defense actually did what they're, they're supposed to too that I mean they gave up a couple of big plays and didn't come back to buy them in the butt, but you know in, in closing with this is it's just that you know what i mean i, I just I just feel like this game could have gone in a whole you know many different directions and that it, it ended up being, and look, I know that folks you know were you know were sort of wondering like okay, you know there were some things that probably could happen here and there, but you know what? It's it's, it's you know what? if you're the Chiefs, I think you'll take the win, and you're going back to the AFC Championship and you get to host it too.
0: If you have a question, a comment for us during <clears throat> during our NFL Power Hour or any of our topics during today's show, you can go to uh, Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions, or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Our question for this hour is: uh, the Buffalo Bills. In the Kansas City Chiefs uh, treated us to an instant classic game yesterday. Do you think that was the greatest NFL playoff game ever, or do you think that is the greatest NFL game ever? I know many pundits and experts, I'm using air quotes here, that say that the 1958 NFL championship game, yes, that was before the Super Bowl era, the 1958 championship game between the old Baltimore Col- Colts and John United versus the old New York football Giants, Pat Summerall kicking uh, the, in the late Frank Gifford was on that team, I believe, as well. Um, many considered to be the greatest NFL game ever played. Do you put yesterday's Bill Cheese game as the, as the greatest game ever played? I'll put it at least in the conversation. You can't tell me that no game, we had thousands of games played since 1958. You can't tell me that at least yesterday's game didn't match 1958.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's up there. I think like, that fifty-eight game, I think you know meant something. It was for a championship, you know, like that. Again, that was pre-Super Bowl, so yeah, I think it was up there. And look, I, I feel like there was a lot more at stake with that game as it was for this. It was a spot for you know to host the host AFC Championship game. So yeah, I, look, but this one, this one's up there. I mean, look, you had you know no turnovers. You know the offense did what they're mm-hmm. supposed to do. You know both quarterbacks led their team in rushing. You know I, I think. Look, this is definitely up there, but I like I said, this the best look, it's so it's a whole recency thing, and I think it's a little bit much, but you know what? It was sort of a chess match. But well, hopefully we'll be seeing this see more of this in the next few years.
0: Yeah, I think I think it'd be up there in, in the top five, at least in my personal opinion, The top two, top three is one of the greatest games ever played because Buffalo you thought I know Kansas City went up nine early in the fourth quarter, but Buffalo kept coming back, kept coming back. They Buffalo didn't really get blown out as we discussed over the last several minutes. They shot themselves in the foot late in the fourth quarter in regulation, but Buffalo was hanging around, hanging around. They scored, I believe, the opening possession of the game, mm-hmm. and then Kansas City came right back and scored uh, 14 unanswered points. Both of those still hung around. They took the lead. They scored 25 points in the fourth quarter. It's just like they, they couldn't finish. But Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes both played their butts off. And both of them should be committed for that. As uh, Jeff Saturday at ESPN said on TV last night, you cannot blame Josh Allen for the reason why Buffalo uh, is not moving on. You cannot do that. This is not a year ago where they were the uh, newcomers to the uh, championship scene uh, things like that. Both quarterbacks played their hearts out last night. And I think we were slightly robbed because of what Sean McDermott did for Buffalo. But besides that, it was an instant classic and and it's really going to set the standard for um, great playoff games for years to come.
1: All right. So, okay. So, you know what? We're going to take a quick break, Sid. And we'll, as when we come back, we'll have more, you know, division around know, a lot of, Y'all, it wasn't the only game that went down to the wire At least three of the other games went down to a field goal and a couple other games that probably should not have gotten that close but we'll talk more about that coming up next along with sydney brown i'm like ken the second city sports on sports Zone chicago and we'll talk more division round uh recap right after this
2: Automotivemap.com presents the sports slash on the sports zone chicago the Bulls have dropped two in a row on Sunday. It was a 114-95 setback at Orlando. The lowly Magic took a 23-19 lead out of the first quarter. They led at 53-37 at the half. DeMar DeRozan with 41 points in the loss. Nikola Vukovic had a double-double, 13 points, 13 rebounds. Kobe White chipped in with 22 points. 28-17 and 17 Chicago back at it tonight. They'll visit the Thunder. They head into the matchup one game out of first place in the East. The Blackhawks visit Colorado tonight. Chicago's winless in three. It's the second of three straight away from home. They open the trip with a overtime loss at minnesota on saturday the bears gm search continues they've got a second interview set up with chiefs executive director of player personnel ryan poles this week the bears also whittling down their initial list for a new head coach for lightning fast sports updates download the score app it's free and one of the most popular sports apps in north america i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the Sports zone chicago
3: Deep breaths. Mai's virtual meditation studio has never been busier. Imagine not working. They need a remote assistant to realign their scheduling. Blank calendar. Sorry, back to your breath. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates. Write from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
4: Discover exceptionally common sense.
0: Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Monday edition. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina, and this is Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports. As we can continue to review, what a great. Weekend of football action. It was an NFL divisional playoff round. Lakina, let's review both the Saturday games first. Uh, in the AFC, it was the Cincinnati Bengals on the McPherson game-winning field goal, defeating the Tennessee Titans 19-16. to Taking a look at some of the numbers for the um, winning team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, who was sacked nine times. He was 28 of 37 for 348 yards in an interception. Joe Mixon ran the ball 14 times for 54 yards. He had a touchdown in there as well. In the receiving department, Jamar Chase from LSU. He is continuing to amaze people, this rookie wide receiver out of LSU. He had five catches for 109 yards. His longest catch was 50 for 57 yards. T. Higgins, a quiet performance, seven catches, 96 yards. And Joe Mixon had six catches out of the backfield for 51 yards. Lakina, Joe Burrow becomes the second quarterback in NFL history to uh, uh, to, um, get sacked uh, seven uh, seven more times and went to win a playoff game. The first one was of course Donovan McNabb in the two thousand I believe three season the fourth and twenty six Fred Mitchell played. Uh, he was sacked eight times in that game of course Philadelphia went on to beat the Packers in that divisional round playoff game before losing to Carolina in that following week in the championship game. Lakena as we talked about on Friday what did I say that the Cincinnati defense had to do make Ryan Tannehill become a one dimensional quarterback. That first play of the game, the Bengals picked off Tannehill. They ended up picking them all three times overall. But that first play of the game did set the tone for, for both teams. And you could tell uh, – we'll go through the numbers in just a moment for the Titans. You could tell that it was going to be a long day for Tennessee. Derrick Henry looked good at times. But Brian Tannehill, when he's forced to become a quarterback without a consistent running game, that's what you saw on Saturday. That's what it looks like.
1: Both the, the defense for the Titans, you know, deserve better. I mean, they, they, they sacked, they did their job. They, they sacked Joe Burrow nine times. And, you know, unfortunately, Tannehill, I think it showed you that why some people were questioning, is he the guy over at Tennessee? Three, you know, three interceptions, including the first one in the first possession, that definitely kind of, you know, changed the, you know, changed the game around for them. and. Look, unfortunately for the Titans, I mean, you know, Derrick Henry, you know, did what he could. He had 20 carries for 62 yards but and a touchdown, but unfortunately he didn't get the ball a lot more. And, you know, you wonder that, okay, you know, that was because of the fact that Tannehill threw three interceptions and that didn't help. And look, like I said before, I mean, the defense for, since you know, for uh, the Titans, you know, the, the, look, both defenses did, did good. I mean, look, Cincy, you know, like I said, they picked off, you know, Tannehill three times you know, the Titans sacked Burrow nine times. So I guess if you want to play on, you know, which is was more important, I mean, unfortunately for, you know, the Titans, they couldn't take advantage, you know, mostly because, mainly because, you know, Tanner you know, threw three interceptions. You know, the nine, you know, you wish that maybe the Titans probably could have, you know, did a strip sack or something or a scoop and score or something. Maybe that would have kind of given the Titans a little bit more life. But look, you know, you convinced Cincy, you know, Joe Burrow, you know, was able to overcome those nine sacks. Through for 348 yards, you know, Joe Mixon had a touchdown. It's clean, you know, the one that kind of set up, you know, that's that set up kind of like, the the tone there. And as it was been back and forth, you know, back early in the second half, look, Chase, Chase, you know, that was sort of like a minuscule, only 109 receiving yards by his standards, but, you know, he did what they're supposed to do. So, you know, it's sort of like, you know, I there was too much emphasis on, you know, defense, but also to the offense, you let them down ultimately.
0: Take a look at the numbers for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill is 15-24, 220 yards, a touchdown and three interceptions. His quarterback rating was a Sterling 66.7. <laughs> Dante Foreman had four carries for so 66 yards. He had a, his longest run was for 45 yards. If you take that 45-yard run away, he didn't do too much. He would have had three carries for, for tw- less than 20 yards, so uh, that wasn't saying much. Derrick Henry, as I mentioned at the top, he had twenty carries for sixty-two yards and a touchdown. You know that Tennessee was trying to lean on him, but the Cincinnati defense was ready for him. Also, uh, Tannehill had twelve yards off of three carries in the receiving department. AJ Brown was outstanding—five catches for one hundred forty-two yards and a score. Julio Jones—if you—if you—if you don't agree with me that he's not done, I, I don't know what you're watching. He, even though he had six catches for 62 yards. He had a couple of drops. I know A.J. Brown had a drop late in that game as well, but Julio Jones, this is what happens when you get older, you start missing games. You look just like that, and I don't know if you could depend on him anymore. Uh, Hilliard had three catches for 13 yards, and as you mentioned, the Titans defense sacked Joe Burrow nine times. They did pick him off once. I'm with you, Lakina. Just watching that game, Uh, uh, the, the, the Titans, if you depend on Ryan Tannehill to win you the game, you're in trouble. And the Titans defense, they if they had Buffalo's offense from yesterday, they'll definitely be a cruises in the AFC Championship game right now.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, like I said before, they weren't able to capitalize it too much. Yes, they, they did pick off Burrow once, but they failed. They couldn't capitalize on it. So that was you know, sort of the difference in the game. So, and look, and, you know, since he's going to their first AFC Championship game, since go all the way back to 1988. So we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see how they do. And look, they're they're ahead of schedule. I know some people would say, some people would say they they, you know, un, you know, overachieved this year. So we'll see what they can do. Now going into the a, to the NFC, um, the first game up, it was sort of a strange game where you know the, the team that won did not score a uh, offensive touchdown. So let's you know go figure. San Fran uh, beat you know Green Bay 13-10 with a Robbie Gold game winning field goal. Also, too, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I know all the jokes on Twitter, you know, people were doing it all weekend, including folks here in Chicago, I don't know, Rodgers is now 0-4 against the 49ers in the playoffs, 49ers are just now the fourth team since 2000 to win a playoff game without an offensive touchdown, those other those other, you know, teams, you know, two of those three, two of those four, you know, the 6 Colts and the 2000 Giants, both made the super bowl that season so you know take that for what it's work you know if you're a 49ers fan a block you know a block punt that led to a touchdown deep in their own in the Packers' own territory and look we forgot to mention this said about the special teams the special teams mm-hmm. was sort of like the thing that that was you know, the packers one weakness and yes uh, you know we saw it you know throughout the season you know giving up you know punt returns and you know they you know, gave up a kick- kickoff return for a touchdown and you know, they've had, you know, blocks, you know, stuff, you know, blocked and stuff, you know, Mason Crosby missed some field goals too. It kind of, it picked the wrong time to come back, you know, it'd be the weakness for them. So what'd you think about this game?
0: Yeah, shout out to the 49ers special teams coach. I don't have his name in front of me, but um, shout out to him and his, um, and his players for uh, uh, watching, pay attention in film session this week. It, it definitely paid off and shout out to Willis number 94 of the 49ers as well for blocking uh, uh, that punt. But Looking at this game overall, Lakina, what did we talk about on Friday? The I said the 49ers had to get home on Rogers two times because even though Rogers is an older player, Rodgers can still uh run out of the pocket. The the 49ers got home to him five times. Eric Armstead had two sacks. Nick Bosa had a sack in there as well. The 49ers uh defense was was the unit that saved today because as you as you mentioned, uh, the 49ers office didn't really do much, especially in that first half. Now, late in that first half, Jimmy Garoppolo had a chance to put some points on the board. Instead of throwing the ball away, he was trying to force the ball into George Kittle's area, and it got picked off. And that should have been a, uh, no worse than a 10 nothing, if not a 14-0 lead for the Packers uh, going into halftime. San Francisco, they were lucky to, I uh, think it was a 7 nothing Packers lead at halftime because, remember, Mason Crosby's field goal was blocked to end the half. So San Francisco dodged a bullet right there. Now, San Francisco offense started to get it going in the second half. That just, as you mentioned, couldn't put any points on the board. But I'll, I'll give them credit, uh, Jimmy G, along with uh, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, we'll break down the numbers for them. those guys in just a moment, but they did what they had to do uh, to get in position to kick the game-winning field goal. Now, taking a look at the numbers for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo had a quarterback rated of 57.1 off of 11-19 passing, 131 yards in that late first half turnover. Elijah Mitchell has 17 carries for 53 yards. Debo Samuel, 10 carries, 39 yards. The Packers did a heck of a job of eliminating his uh, big play abilities. In the receiving department, George Kittle, I didn't get a chance to mention this on air on Friday, Lakina, but I thought he was going to be key. He was, especially late in that second half. He had four catches for 63 yards. Debo Samuel, three for 44. And Elijah Mitchell had 18 yards off of three catches coming out of the backfield. Lakina, uh, we'll talk about their opponent uh, later on in the segment, but uh, the point of 49ers must perform better than this, especially offensively in the NFC Championship game.
1: Well, it's one of those things where you didn't really have to do anything, and the old good thing you're your, your special teams kind of picked up a slap for you. Jordan Willis who was the one who blocked that mm-hmm. blocked that punt. Also, too, you know, Hufunga, Hufunga, you know, ultimately recovered it and scored the touchdown. But, I mean, look, the, the Packers, you, you had your chances to kind of put the game away, and you didn't. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's what happens when you let you know, the 49ers hang around, and I'm surprised people aren't talking about this more. You know, they had their chances. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers, you know, did what he's supposed to once they scored that, you know, that oh on their opening drive. You thought, okay, you know what, this could get ugly. And especially since the 49ers were able to play any together on offense. They didn't, you know, and look, they let points on they let points on the board. You know, shout out to the, the 49ers defense for sacking Aaron Rodgers. I'm surprised it's not being talked about four times, to- you know, five times. I should say Armstead, you know, had two of those sacks, and they both also two had, had had two of those five sacks as well. And Look, it's one of those things where this is sort of like the old fashioned way of doing things. I know people always you know, call Kyle Shannon kind of like a, a a junior offensive genius, but it's been their defense and their specialties that kind of helped propel the 49ers. That's why they are where they at right now going to the NFC title game once again. So, you know, you know, shout out to them and look, this is also the you know, you know they're the third team the 49ers are to beat both the Cowboys and the Packers in the same postseason, You know, also, the fourth time deal you know, to ever face both of them. So, you know, they joined you know, Washington from 1972 and the 07 Giants. You know, they also, another factor here, they both, you know, made the Super Bowl and, of course, the 07 Giants won it. So, you know, the 49ers are doing it the kind of the old fashioned way. And look, they should get, you know, applauded for it. They're going back to the NFC title game.
0: If you have a question or comment for us uh, uh, during today's show, including our topic for this hour, was the Bills Chiefs game the greatest NFL game ever played? Or do you have any other thoughts on of the other three NFL divisional round games that were played over the weekend? You can go to Facebook.com backslash sports on Chicago or go to Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in the questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Taking a look at the numbers on the flip side for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, 20 of 29 for 225 yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions. Aaron Jones. Was, had 12 carries for, for 41 yards. A.J. Dillon had an early first quarter touchdown off of seven carries for 25 yards. He left the game in the third quarter with an injury. Aaron Jones led the Packers in receiving yards, nine catches for 129 yards. Devontae Adams had nine catches for 90 yards. Uh, his longest reception was 25 yards. Will it be uh, the last game in, uh, for him in the Packers uniform? We'll find out very soon. And Allen Lazard had one catch, for six yards. Mercedes Lewis, he had one catch. It would turned out to be a fumble, which turned the game around for the 49ers uh, late in that second half. Laquina, the Packers did uh, get to Jimmy G four times, especially up the middle, but it was a, a lack of uh, running game and there's uh, a lack of, of, of big playability, especially late in that second half, that which cost Green Bay the game.
1: Like I said, it's the little things, and what mm-hmm. we saw, we saw what we what happened in that game with the with the Packers. And look, like I said before, I mean the Packers had multiple you know chances to kind of put this game away, and they didn't. You know that's what happens when you let a team hang around, and the 49 Niners were able to take advantage. You know, they saw an opportunity, especially being deep in their own territory, the Packers, and you know the Foreign Niners are what they're supposed to do. So you know when they end up win the game, I know people like you know shout out to Robbie Gold, and of course you know he made some big case when he was here in Chicago. He missed some big kicks, too. I mean, one of the reasons why he's no longer a bear was that he missed that, game, he missed that, field, that game-winning field goal against the, the Vikings. So, I think, you know, from, you know, about, the think, of, like, 2011, so I think people need to kind of just, you know, yes, he should, you know, he should get his flowers, but I think people need to remember why he's no longer here in Chicago, but you know, look, I think, like I said, for the 49ers, you know, look, they didn't have to do too much. They did what they're supposed to do. You know, they were able to kind of hang on, and look, they had their chances, too, to kind of make the game interesting, but and but the, the packers had their chance to you know to play it away and they didn't they were you know, where was the aggression you know where was the you know, on offense why not you know, go for the knockout punch you had your shots but the 49ers defense did what they had to do so you know congrats to them
0: who will the 49ers play in the NFC championship game you may ask it will be the Los Angeles Rams after the Rams upset the now defending champion Buccaneers 30-27 to in the other NFC divisional playoff game from yesterday. The Rams had a late 27-13 lead. Tom Brady led the Buccaneers back to tie the game before... Matt Gay kicked uh, the game-winning field goal for the Los Angeles Rams. Take a look at the numbers for the Rams. Matthew Stafford, you cannot blame him for losing it because they didn't lose. <laughs> Stafford was 28-38 for 366 yards and two touchdowns with a stellar quarterback rating of 121.2. In the rushing department, Cam Akers, in his return, had 24 carries for 48 yards. Van Jefferson one carry for uh, 15 yards. Cooper Cup continues to uh, amaze us all. Uh, the uh, third-year wide receiver out of Eastern Washington. He had nine catches for 183 yards and a touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. He had a couple of big catches early uh, in the game uh, for the first score, uh, scoring drive of the day for the Rams. But overall, he had six catches for 69 yards. Tyler Higbee, their stud tight end, four catches for 51 yards. Van Jefferson's two catches for 29 yards. In the Rams' defense, uh, they forced four fumbles on Tom Brady and company, and they got home to Tom Brady three times.
1: But also to remember, the Bucks, you know, had their shots at, you know, they had a couple of fumbles mm-hmm. too. There was like nine fumbles total. So it, it wasn't raining out there down there in Tampa. So I don't know what the heck was happening there with the football. Now, look, the Rams, you know, could have easily, you know, given this game away practically. Mm-hmm. They had a high, you know, they were up, I think, like, what, 27 to 3. But then, you know, the, they came back and, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, dropped a, a you know, Dropped a pass, you know, from Stafford that you know could have you know put the game away. It didn't, and I think, guess you know, the center. I forgot the center's name from the, uh, the the Rams. You know, hiked the ball way over Stafford's head. And, you know that they you yeah. know, took him out of field goal range. So there was like multiple shots. You know, Akers had a, a fumble. Now, now to now to their credit, Cup was able to redeem himself. You know, you know, caught that monster pass. You know. From Stafford to kind of set up that that game-winning field goal, but you know, Igres has to you know, unfortunately have to eat that for all this week. You know, that goal could have put the game away. So there was so many like weird things that could have happened. And look, we saw you know the touchdown. You know, Fournette scored a touchdown that got him within you know that tied the game. You're wondering like, okay, here we go. But you know, like Stafford, I think probably said to so, you know, what? enough is enough. So um, you know that's why he went forward and <laughs> you know for the twice, and they were able to kind of set up the the, the game-winning uh the game-winning field goal from Matt Gay and. You know, now the Rams are going to be in the face of the 49ers once again for the third time. And, you know, we we'll, we'll get to all that in a second. But, you mm-hmm. know, the Rams, you know, again, they could have easily, you know, cough this game up. And I can only imagine, you know, folks on Twitter would have had a field day with the Rams. But thankfully, that didn't happen. And thankfully, you know, that Stafford was able to bounce back. Now, look, this wasn't his fault that they caught that they caught up. But, you know, the defensive they're supposed to, you know, Von Miller, who I'm sure had a front row seat for some of those Brady Come back, so he mm-hmm. did his thing. You know, Aaron Donald, you know, did what he's supposed to do as well. He, he had a sack. Just... I told you on Friday,
0: yes. and We talked about it with our guy, Matt, veteran from fansighted.com. Uh One of the offensive line, I think Ryan Jensen returned to the lineup, but Worse was out, and so you you saw, especially early in the game, Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald was was having a field day with that Buccaneers offensive line.
1: Well, and also too, you know, you could tell not having a lot of those veteran O you know, line guys came back to bite them mm-hmm. and the bucks in the butt and that's what ended up happening so then you know, the Rams, at least you know for for a few you know for a little bit they had a field day with Brady especially early on so they settled in a little bit but it was still you know wasn't enough and look I think this this Rams team I think they're built to win now so I, I think mm-hmm. look we'll talk about the old Brady's future you'll notice that came out before you know during the game uh, before the game I should say in the morning yesterday that maybe Brady might hang him up you know that's a whole nother conversation but you know, going to this, but this will be the first time that I think it's like over a decade that neither neither Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady will be a part of the uh, in the championship game. So, you know, this is yeah, oh mm-hmm. nine. So this is yeah, definitely. You know, I'm not going to say this is a kind of the end of an era, if you will, but not or a change of the guard. But you're wondering, okay, that's an interesting stat.
0: For Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, as you mentioned, he was 30-54 for 329 yards. He had a touchdown and an interception for a quarterback rating of 72.2. Leonard Fournette, who's a free agent this offseason, he had 13 carries, 51 yards, and two touchdowns. Mike Evans, no, not the actor from good times. <laughs> the wide receiver had eight catches, catches for 119 yards and a score. Robert Garnkowski, because he had played his last game in the Buccaneers uniform, he had four catches for 85 yards. I thought they could have used him more, but given the score, uh, the, that wasn't happening. Leonard Fournette had nine catches out of the backfield for 56 yards. Scotty Miller, who was MIA all season, he had four catches for 38 yards. Remember, he had that big touchdown at the end of the first half in last year's NFC title game at the Packers, mm-hmm. and also to OJ Howard, one catch for seven yards. Uh, the tight end position, Cameron Bray, had one catch for nine yards. The Tampa Bay defense um, forced a fumble off of Matthew Stafford, and they got to st- got home to Stafford twice. So yeah. we talked about uh, we talked about this on Friday's show, Lakina. Uh, I thought that Tampa Bay's defense was still good. But I, it wasn't the same as it was a year ago. I know they brought everybody back, but you saw, especially early, that Matthew Stafford, given time, he was going to exploit the defense, especially in the secondary. You saw that, especially in that first half.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what propelled the the Rams to that big lead early on was because of the fact that he was able to Stafford. I mean, he was able to kind of expose that you know that inexperienced secondary for. The, the for the Bucks, you know, Cooper Cup had 108 receiving yards. Odell Beckham Jr. had some, you know, some big plays. I don't know Van Jefferson has some big plays too. So it was actually, you know, also too. I think that definitely helped the Rams get to that that big start, you know, early on. And look, he was able to, you know, expose, you know, that that inexperience and not, you know, fortunately not very good secondary for the Bucks. So I, I think that kind of helped the Rams or get to that big start. So like I said before, it's gonna be very interesting though, especially once since they play the 49ers. Again, we'll get into it more into it on Friday. But you know, they have played twice already. The 49ers beat them both times. Mm-hmm. You know, we've said it before, it's hard to beat a team three times. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, know, you know, we'll we'll see if actually something comes of it. But again, we again we'll we'll get to that once we get close to close to the game. But you know, the, the Rams, with the exception of almost coughing up the lead. You know, well, they did, but they actually ended up winning it, thankfully, you know, in the final seconds. You know, they kind of gave you the formula how they're going to be doing things against the 49ers. But you know, again, we'll, we'll get to that as mm-hmm. it gets closer and closer to game time on Friday. But, you know, it's sort of one of those things where you sort of say you say that, you know, the, the Rams probably almost did a big choke job, but, you know, thankfully they didn't
0: you listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live and in living color during our football power hour along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. As we close in on hour number one, uh, talking about the NFL playoff action that we watched over the this past weekend, probably the greatest weekend ever, for this, especially coming off the previous weekend, the Wild wildcard weekend, was, which was not so super. Uh, Lakina, you mentioned Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Uh We both We uh, watched them both on the field for the last time. Lekina, I told you before the season started, both Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers will be playing their last years in their respective uniforms. I'm still going to stick to that. Let's get to Tom Brady first. I know he has one year left on his contract. The Buccaneers have $11 million um, in cap space this offseason because they brought everybody back from last year's championship team. I know Rob Gronkowski is a free agent, so is Leonard Fournette. And so is Adama Kusue. But Brady still has one year left. Do you think he comes back? Or do you think do, does he decide that that enough is enough? I did what I had to do. I brought the city of Tampa a world championship. We all know that his wife Giselle Bunch, a, a great supermodel. She said a few years ago, after the Brady suffered that concussion, that was the year they beat the Falcons in 2016 for that Super Bowl. She wanted him to retire. And that was five, six years ago now. Mm-hmm. I know Brady's hanging on for dear life in terms of age. He's currently, he's age 44. If he decides to come back, he'll be 45 by the time the next season starts. But call me crazy, Lakina. The man is human, but I think he'll stick it out for one more year. And that's it. That's just my opinion right now. That's I, what I don't saying. know.
1: Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I mean. You know, he looked, you know, deflated, you know, after that, you know, after that loss. And I look, like, I don't know if he's actually going to be able is, does he want to play another game, another year? I mean, look, 44. I mean, look, he looks, you know, he looks great. You know, he was in great physical shape, but mm-hmm. look, it's still football. That's a wear and tear on your body. So I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he decides to come back or I don't want to be surprised if he decides to hang it up. I mean, look, he, Hey, look, he's accomplished everything. He has all the passing records. He's got the most Super Bowls now you know, he doesn't really, he has nothing to prove to anybody anymore. So I, I don't, I honestly don't, don't know what's he going to do, but you know, either way it wouldn't surprise me. So now what about Aaron Rodgers? I, I, I feel like he's going to come back. I think the, all this drama and stuff, you know, I know people want to have, have their jokes and whatever, but I feel like he is going to come back. I think to the Packers, I know some people said that maybe Denver, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Las Vegas, you know, depending on who ends up coaching and such but i just don't see him leaving the packers i just think that this just it's just silly at this point to think but you know you never know
0: i'm still going to stick to my original prediction lakina that aaron Rodgers, we just saw him uh, walk off the field saturday i think that'll be the last time you'll see him in a green bay packers uniform i'm sticking to that if he does come back next year it's going to be with a different team now he has options and i'm sure if he wants to go to another team he's got to tell um the front office or, or Whatever team that he goes to, can he bring a couple of players, uh, superstar impact players with him? He has options the New York Giants, mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New Orleans Saints, maybe Cleveland if they don't bring Baker Mayfield back. So he has options. And so uh, I think if Eric Roger wants to play, it's going to be somewhere else. It's going to be for one or two years. But I'm still going to stick with my re- original prediction that uh, he's played his last game in the Green Bay uniform. I know he says he's he's not gonna drag this out. I don't know the new league calendar year was will start at March 16th when free agency opens up. That's the new league calendar year for 2022. But I, I think Aaron Rodgers has played his last game as a Green Bay Pack. I know he I, I watched some of his uh, presser following the loss on Saturday. He, he said that it was the um, uh, best year that he's had. You know, connected with his teammates. Uh, of course, he was deflated after the way they lost on Saturday. But I. I if you can't get it done, and this has been a, a best stretch of his uh, Packers career. Re- remember, when they were uh, going deep into those playoff runs uh, back in 2014, 2015, it was him that was carrying those Packers teams. These last few years, he's had balance up and down that roster, and they still couldn't get it done. Mm,
1: oh, we'll, what we'll makes see. you think they
0: can all of a sudden flip a switch and finally break through next year? Right now, I don't see it. And there is Salary cap hell as well.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. course, in the Bucks. Yeah, it will be interesting to see where they go over there before we do our studs and duds. Um, I think Big Ben is just going to retire. I mean, I think he'll definitely. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Maybe not yes. first ballot, but I think he'll get it eventually. But yeah, I think he he hangs up because he could tell he could tell in that game against uh kids. I think he just wanted to get the hell up out of there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And one quick note, Lakina, before we get to our studs, the I, uh, I got my television on right now. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams, as we mentioned, they'll host the NFC Championship game next Sunday at SoFi Stadium, the home of this year's Super Bowl. Of course, the Rams will take on the 49ers. We talked about this, Lakina. Uh, the Rams and the Chargers play in that same stadium. Uh, we know there's a lot of Raiders fans uh, there in Los Angeles. Of course, the Raiders play in Los Angeles from the early 80s until the till 1994. There's still a lot of San Francisco 49ers fans. If you saw that game at the end of the regular season, uh, the, uh, there are more 49ers fans than Rams fans there. Now, the Los Angeles Rams have limited um, uh, t- uh, the tickets to the greater Los Angeles area. So you know what that means. One, they don't like money for out-of-towners. And number two, they try to limit San Francisco fans from entering that stadium. Let me tell you something, Rams organization, that's not going to work because you have San Francisco 49ers fans living in Los Angeles. You cannot keep them out. It's not going to work.
1: <laughs> it, that, that was just silly when I saw that yesterday. I was like, okay, you guys are going to keep other fans. Wait, I don't think there are a lot of Rams fans who live in Los Angeles. Okay, I Thank you. you. You've got a lot of – I'm sure you got a lot of people who, you know, who, who work. That's in different- a Raiders town. <laughs> Who who work from who work in San Fran and who probably go to Los Angeles to go to games or probably people and vice versa. So I think it's just that was just stupid at, at how that they did that. But you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But it is just silly that whole thing. But okay, real quick, yo, Sig, so your studs and duds.
0: Uh, just a couple of studs for me. Uh, of course, Robbie Gold uh Willis uh, who blocked the punt for the 49ers late in the fourth quarter and I'll give it to Matthew Stafford. He's one now he's standing four quarters away from getting to the Super Bowl and, and the Rams will try to become the uh, second team uh, first team for the second year in a row to play uh, a sup- in a Super Bowl in their, in their home city. So I'm giving it to Willis from the 49ers and to Matthew Stafford of the LA Rams. So now I'll give my third stud to Josh Allen from Buffalo.
1: Yeah, I'll give it to Gabriel Davis in the losing effort there. Um, you we know, are mm-hmm. one of those things where, like I said before, I know Diggs didn't get a lot of touch. I know people are already kind of mad about that, but look, he did something. You know, he had three receiving touchdowns in a postseason game. Six, you know, Travis Kelsey did it in 2019 in the divisional round. Um, second, play, second Bills player to do this is Andre Reed back way back in '92. He was part of that. That was part of that comeback. You know, with the Oilers guess the Oilers for the Bills. Don BB stepped out of
0: bounds, but that's a whole other issue.
1: Well, well yeah, that's another that's a whole other uh, <laughs> call there. But yeah, Frank Wright led that. Your current Colts head coach Frank Wright uh led that to come back. Um, you know, a losing effort. Uh Cincy, I don't think people thought I think people figured that maybe Cincy could pull it off, but, I, but they didn't think that they would, especially after Burrow, you know, was sacked nine times they to his O line. So the fact mm-hmm. that they were able to come overcome that and you know they were able to come back and win it and perhaps make the surprise, you know Surprise showing, you know, going to the AFC title game for the first time since all the way back in 1988. None of those guys were even worn yet, most of them. So <laughs> that that's crazy. Uh, and my third one will go to San Fran. I mean, look, you know, like I said before, they're sticking to what – look, they're for an offensive team, it's for their defense, and their special teams that kind of propelled them to, you know, coming this far. So, you know, congrats to them. Uh, my dad's uh, bu- uh, Buffalo's defense, I'm sorry. You you guys had two chances to, to win that game and steal that game. I don't know. Look, y'all, you can whine about it all y'all want, but the defense, you know, make a stop. Second dud, uh, yeah, the, the the some of that's uh the dud. Second dud Green Bay. I mean, you had your chance to put the game away. It never should have got to that point, you know, where you let the point Irish hang around, like I said. You know, now you're back at home. You're watching the game along with the rest of us. Tennessee, uh, you know, the second the third one, Tannehill, three interceptions. You could have took control of the game. Especially after the defense did their job, you didn't, and um, people are starting in Nashville, are starting to wonder if he is the answer for you for the for the Titans on on for the on the quarterback side.
0: My three duds for me is all head coaches: Sean McDermott of Buffalo, Matt Lafleur of Green Bay, and Mike Vrabel of Tennessee. You know, said.
1: <laughs> all right. So hour number one is in the books. Hour number two coming up next. Bulls was another tough one. You know, they didn't have a great weekend. They lost a, a tough one to Orlando. And uh Grayson Allen. You know, now Caruso's is going to be out for about eight weeks. You know I got a lot to say. We you know we got a lot to say about that. Also, other NBA happenings. Also, this new number one in college basketball. First time ever. And a lot, a whole lot more coming up next at hour two. This is Second State Sports on Sports Old Chicago, along with Cindy Brown. I'm Lakeena McGee. And we'll see you in a bit.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The Bulls have dropped two in a row on Sunday. It was a 114 95 setback at Orlando. The lowly Magic took a 23-19 lead out of the first quarter. They went at 53-37 at the half. DeMar DeRozan with 41 points in the loss. Nikola Vukovic had a double-double, 13 points, 13 rebounds. Kobe White chipped in with 22 points, 28-17 Chicago. Back at it tonight, they'll visit the Thunder. They head into the matchup one game out of first place in the East. The Blackhawks visit Colorado tonight. Chicago's winless in three. It's the second of three straight away from home. They open the trip with a 4-3 overtime loss at Minnesota on Saturday. The Bears' GM search continues. They've got a second interview set up with Chiefs Executive Director of Player Personnel Ryan Poles this week. The Bears also whittling down their initial list for a new head coach. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
3: Deep breaths. Mai's virtual meditation studio has never been busier. Imagine not working. They need a remote assistant to realign their scheduling. Blank calendar. Sorry, back to your breath. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates. Write from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
4: Discover exceptionally common sense.
0: Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports Live in Eleven Club, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at 80 Once again, at SickKid80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80.
1: Follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG.
0: You have a question or comment for us during uh during this now less than 60 minute extravaganza? You can go to uh, source one. Ooh, let's do that. Three, two, one. <laughs> if you have a question thank or comment, well, thank you. Take two action. <laughs> you have a question or comment for us uh, during less than uh, we have less than an hour left of this extravaganza for today. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of the stellar program by discussing the Chicago Bulls in the NBA abroad. The Bulls, as you mentioned, they are two and seven in their last nine games. They had an ugly loss to Orlando last night. They lost to Milwaukee on national television, uh, 94-90, but that wasn't a big story. As we told you guys, they were going to lose that game, but they were very competitive, actually had the lead. But the big story was Grayson Allen, that wherever dirty name you want to fill in, he knocked uh, Alex Caruso of the Bulls out the air in, in into the back. Uh, into the uh, backboard stanchions. Um, Carlson Caruso to now miss six to eight weeks due to a busted wrist. Grayson Allen, yesterday it was announced that he was going to be suspended for one game. I know, Lakina, that – um, <laughs> like I don't know if you heard our guy, Sean Sierra, doing Shauna Maya in the morning earlier today oh, in sports him. of Chicago. Oh, uh, he said that Grayson Allen should be suspended as long as Alice Caruso is out. I get where he's coming from with that, but you know, the NBA and the player association don't want to get into a battle. And that's why they're not going to uh, do this uh, sort of thing. I know that Chris Milton, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, all-star for it came to Grayson's defense at the end of the game on Friday saying that was a hard foul. He didn't think it was a dirty play. Uh, let me just say this, Lakina. You, you know, as well as I do that we, uh, the, the, the way that we watch basketball, the way the basketball is played is totally different from where we grew up. We're 80s babies. and so We could tell the difference between the way the game was played then to now. That was still a hard foul. I'm not saying this because we are a show based on a Chicago platform. But that was a dirty play. Grayson Allen has had a, a, um, a reputation that's going back to his days in Duke. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of instances there as well. And so let me just say this. I think this will bring the Bulls closer together. Not saying they weren't close already, but this will bring the Bulls closer together. They're going to get out this funk. As we told you on Friday, of course, we didn't know this incident was going to happen, but as we told you on Friday, they were going to be competitive against Milwaukee, and they showed that. And I said on our show on Friday, and I'll say it here, the Milwaukee Bucks better beware of the Chicago Bulls, especially now what Grayson Allen did to Alice Caruso. I know the Bulls players gonna watch their comments and they have so far over these last two days, and I think that what happened on Friday affected well the way they played last night in Orlando.
1: Oh yeah, I, I but, there's a, there's no doubt that uh that they, that it affected but, their play and. and
0: mm-hmm. But it, here's the it, thing. Go but ahead. here's the okay. thing. Okay, here's the thing. I'll wrap. I'll let you uh, take over. Here's the thing. I know they're gonna say the right things in front of the media, but behind the scenes, you know they better gear up for the remaining regular season games mm-hmm. against the Milwaukee Bucks. If you're the Bucks, and excuse me for using this phrase, I'm using this phrase very respectfully. If you're a Milwaukee Bucks or a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you better pray. You better pray that the Bulls don't have to face the Bucks in the playoffs because if that happens, you're going to be in for a hell of a war
1: it's one of those things where look i I heard sean's comments i saw it on on youtube earlier and look he's not the only one there are a lot of people that felt that way oh well he should be gone. our buddy mac peck pretty real from uh uh from uh a lockdown bulls podcast you know of course you guys can check that out on youtube and such and i remember he was saying on twitter that if you saw his comments go through his twitter feed from this weekend that yo, Grayson Allen should be suspended. They're not, you know, for as long as your know, Cruz was They're not gonna do that because they don't wanna you know, hear from you know, the other the players' association and such. So they're not they were gonna go there. Now, should he have been suspended more than one game? Yes, I yes. agree on mm-hmm. that. He should have been he should have gotten at least like maybe a five game or maybe a ten-game suspension somewhere in that range because of the fact that yo, know, this is the first time he's done this. He's done it before. He's done it in college. I remember people hated him in college, they were booing him, mm-hmm. he did it a couple of times during the tournament. So you know, the irony is that he actually was one of the reasons why Duke won their most recent championship a few years back. So, you know, yeah. take you know, take that for irony there. But, yeah, I mean, look, their next matchup is on the, is, is on March 4th. So you got about five you weeks may, to two.
0: Yeah, and, you may get Caruso and or Alonzo Ball back. May. We're not sure, but you may get yeah, one of yeah, them back.
1: Saying. Yeah, that's about the six week race that both Alonzo and Caruso are, are supposed to be out. So they might be back by then. I'm sure Cruz is going to do everything he can to try to make sure he's back for that game. You said March
0: fourth.
1: Yeah, March fourth. That's a Friday. He said that's here,
0: Chicago, or that's in here in Chicago
1: Warriors. is an ESPN game. So, gotta <laughs> yeah, so you got to think that they'll be geared up for uh, that one, and we'll see. Like I said, if Ball and or Cruz was is back, and look, that would be great. To, and you have to think that that affected their play against Orlando yesterday. I, mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of that game. They didn't look good. I know the Wagner brothers, you know, just had a field day with the Bulls. You know, that's probably that's probably Grayson calling right now. But uh, <laughs> well, uh, that might be him calling. Like, what are you talking about, Lakina? But yeah, you, know, you know what I mean, uh, Grayson. But it, uh, back to this. um, you know, They didn't look good, and you can tell that that really deeply affected them. And you saw, look, Billy Donovan, who who rarely gets upset. I mean, he gets upset, but you, really, you he doesn't show it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You can tell that he was upset. Especially after, you know, what transpired, you know, with the hit and such. I know people were saying, oh, well, you know, you know, um, you know, DeMar and look, the Caruso kept playing. That's what people were forgetting. He kept playing. Mm-hmm. And you know, the buck look, the bulls did what they could, you know, they had to leave for a little bit. You know, the fact that they, they put in a good effort, they didn't get their butts kicked. You know, look, you can't look, you have key. to commend them. You had you had to you had to you gotta commend them. You have to commend them for mm-hmm. you know keeping it close and you know, playing shorthanded and, and such. But look, going to this uh, game against Orlando. Look, this this is one of those games where you just you know throw away the tape and just burn it because mm-hmm. look, you're gonna have these kind. Of, everybody has look, Golden State has had these kind of games. You know, uh, Milwaukee had this kind of game a couple of weeks back. So I think people need to kind of just chill. Like, oh, oh my God, you know, look, Vucevic didn't look good you know, last night. He told you that. He'll he'll be the first to tell you that. You know, he had a double double, but you know, again, he only scored 13. Um, you know, Kobe White you know, did his thing. He scored twenty-two. Io had his struggles from the field. You know, no bench scoring. You know, that a lot. Yeah, of those in the bench first guys, half, yeah, thirty.
0: Yeah. Uh, they were outscored thirty to nothing in the first half. I'm talking about uh, with the bench production. They only had ten for the game, but Orlando did the job last night.
1: Yeah, that's not going to work. So, and look, Orlando has had the Bulls number the last few years, so. I'm not that surprised. I know, yes, they've only won eight games here you know, prior to the Bulls uh, being the Bulls, but you, you know what? Look, it, it happens. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not freaking out about it. I thought there's still only a game out in the the first at a first. You know, they're still 28 and 17. They got mm-hmm. they got OKC tonight, and look, all the only he says, I'm sure they're gonna you know take this and look, Zach Levine, you know, and and Graham will should be Devante you know, Graham should be back for this game. You know, the, the list is questionable. So hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll put in a better effort tonight and they'll probably play inspired. And yeah, I think they'll use this as motivation. I, I feel because I think, you know, look, if you saw, if you heard DeRosa's comments, he was not very happy with that performance, you know, last night, Look he did his thing, but I'm sure he's going to mm-hmm. lit a fire under the guys and hopefully they'll have a bounce back win tonight.
0: Yeah, you, see, t- you can look uh, forward to tonight's game against OKC Dunn. That's at 7 o'clock on NBC Sports Chicago locally. national. you can stream it on uh, NBA League Pass. Or Google it where you can uh, stream that stream that game. But, Lakina, I think the Bulls will uh, show up in Oklahoma City tonight. I know they lost it last year, but that was due to different circumstances. But mm-hmm. uh, we mentioned there are 2-7 and seven in their last nine games. And uh, what happened last night should be the bottom. This should be the end of this they will be okay see i have no doubt about that now they happen to lose this one you're really glad to have to start start looking at the, the situation but uh I, i've seen been seeing comments over the last couple of days lakina i've been listening to various podcasts and, and a little sports radio local sports radio uh, and people were saying that this should uh, have the extra urgency for our tourist and GM Mark Eversley to go ahead and make a deal Folks, this is not video games. Deals just don't happen just like that. And especially with the Caruso injury now in the injury to Lonzo Ball, Kobe mm-hmm. White is safe for now. If you're going to train him, it's going to have to be over the summer. He's not going anywhere right now. You still need a big guy that can come in and play defense. We talked about Paul Millsap uh, on our last show, Lakina. Mm-hmm. I don't know he's going to be the answer, but you might have, you know, look at a guy like him. Uh, as our guy Rob Shaver for MC Sports Chicago, we had him on a few weeks ago. He said, uh, this name, and I agree with him, Trisha Thompson of, of Sacramento. Looks like that training is about to go off the rails as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, that new, fresh interim head coach Alvin Gentry, uh, shout out to him. But, uh, the looks like the uh, those players I'm not gonna say that tuned them out, they just don't have the talent to uh, to consistently win. And so, right. uh, Trisha Thompson is uh, another option for the Bulls as well. So, the, I think the Bulls, there's a lot of buyers. Uh, there's a lot of sellers right now at the trade deadline. The trade deadline, by the way, is February 10th, a week before the All-Star break. But there's a lot lot of uh, sellers right now. There's just not enough buyers. So, I think if you're the Bulls, your first option should be uh, at the buyer's market, realistically.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, And look, we love it when, you know, guys move in silence. And, look, we don't know what – I know people think they know what – you know, you know, AK and Eversley so are thinking. You know, you just don't know at this point. You really don't. And I feel like you know, there's been you know so many rumors and such. I just saw um, I saw a rumor, you know, this supposed NBA rumor. I know we'll, we'll, we'll go to the rest of NBA in a second, but I think they said you know the Lakers are trying to shop you know Russell Westbrook for you know Horton, Tucker, in the first round pick. And that that's not that's not gonna do it for you. So uh, I'm just sort of like okay, like you said, there's just you know. Right now, there's just not a lot of, you know, there are more buyers than there are sellers. And look, we know that the Pacers are selling, but, you know, Miles Turner is out, you know, going to the air quotes mm-hmm. here. And look, Karis LeVert might be on the, on the move. You know, Sabonis might be on the move. You just don't know. You just don't know who they're going to get, who you're going to give up for. And I think with the ball injury, especially, and now Caruso being out too, Kobe White isn't going anywhere. And I, and I feel like, you know, he's, he's making, you know, is you know, he's doing his thing. He's, you know, and, you know, averaging about 20 points a game, you know, we're going to be seeing a lot more of him. It's just look right now, no one really, you can't look, we we don't know. And that's the thing. And like you said, Sid, I mean, there's not a lot of, you know, guys that are willing to buy, look, guess the, yes, the Pacers, you know, we've heard that, yes, they might, you know, be on the way to selling the Kings, you know, especially with all this stuff been, that's been going on might be on their way to selling, but again, at this point, there's still, it's still slim pickets. So. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure, look, I'm sure AK, they're buying their time.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live and in living color right here on Sports On Chicago City. Lakina here with you talking Bulls in the NBA abroad. Lakina, before we get to the rest of the action from this past weekend, uh, I meant to bring this up on Friday. I'll bring it up now, especially given the struggles of the Chicago Bulls. They're still around the top three teams in the Eastern Conference. You look through the Brooklyn Nets situation with their injuries right now. Uh, and there's another name from that team. is a circle uh, is rumored to be being traded for another superstar. We'll get to that in a minute. But the Brooklyn Nets had a bad loss last night at Minnesota. Uh, Philadelphia, they're still hanging on, but I don't see them as a scary team. Uh, we mentioned Milwaukee. I know they barely beat Sacramento at home over the weekend after uh, barely getting by the Bulls on Friday. Lakina, I'll, I'll ask you this first. Uh, given the Bulls' current situation right now, do you see anybody ahead of them uh, running away with this Eastern Conference? I don't, no, I don't,
1: no, no, especially that's why the Bulls are still in
0: a good position, as you mentioned, looking even before what happened to Caruso last Friday. If this team with their schedule can play at 500, they'll be okay because I don't see Philadelphia, Milwaukee. Or Brooklyn running away, especially now with the the injury to Kevin Durant. I don't see those three teams that you mentioned running away. I don't see Boston running away with this Easter conference. Or we go fall so far behind, we can't catch up. Uh, it's going to be like this for now to perhaps the remainder of the season. Especially if the Bulls, go, if things go quarter to playing to get their guys back. I don't see anybody running away with this Easter conference dominating. Oh, no, I don't
1: everybody has their weaknesses like you exactly said, especially with the with the injuries and such look milwaukee has issues too i know they're starting you know, to come together but look i saw that game against i guess sacramento sacramento should have won that game for me if we're being you know quiet as kept they should have won that mm-hmm. game they had their chances you know, to win that game but didn't um look you know KD being out for about six to eight weeks that's that's huge for brooklyn look i know harden is doing his you know doing what he's you know what he can and i know you know Kyrie. i know whatever however you guys feel about him you know he's doing what he can but they really mm-hmm. need katie back you know you saw that you saw how he was missed against minnesota on sale you know, yesterday so that's probably you know i'm sure they're counting days till he comes back you know philly, philly doesn't scare me i'm sorry they don't i know uh joel Embiid had another uh you know, you know 38 points mm-hmm. in that win against san antonio but you know they don't scare me and, and, and i'm sorry the boss i know uh Jalen Brown, had, Jason Tatum, I just have fifty one. I think that's the fourth time in his career that he scored fifty plus. They don't scare me either. So look, every look, everyone in the East. Look, the number one C is still for a game for the Bulls. And like you said before, they can avoid any more big injuries if they can avoid all the other stuff. You know, everybody stay healthy after the All Star especially during this run to the playoffs and such. You know, mm-hmm. I think the Bulls will they be a number one seed? Probably not, but they definitely could. Def- they could definitely be like finished up right there up there in the top three.
0: I think it's imperative for the Bulls to get home court in the first round. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. I know that a lot of things could change between now and the end of regular season, but it's imperative for the Bulls to finish no no lower than, no lower than fourth if they want to home court advantage, at least in the first round or two in the NBA playoffs. Lakina, let's review the rest of, uh, some of the best and worst of the NBA from this past weekend. As usual, we'll start backwards, um, going back to yesterday's action, which was Sunday. The Miami Heat get by the Los Angeles Lakers, 113 to 107. The Lakers trailed as many, by as many as 26 points. They made a late comeback, but Miami hit 11 three-pointers in the first half. That's the most given up by a Lakers squad in a half this year. Miami only hit four in the second half, but it was J- Jimmy Butler's triple double and PJ Tucker making some key baskets out of the corner down the stretch to help Miami preserve that win.
1: Yeah, that was sort of a that was a strange game, and I think you know if you saw our girl on Tech uh tweets, um, she was happy for one minute, then like by the second half she was getting upset. But then you know, they were <laughs> able to kind of they were you know able to come back and like I said before they had that that they had that cushion you know hitting like like 11 threes, you know in the, in the first half, so that was. That was you know huge for them and look of course you know Jimmy Butler was clutch late even though he had his struggles from the field he's coming back from his injury so you know the fact that he had 20 I think you know definitely he definitely should go to show you how good he is of course you know Duggan Robinson he's been sort of like the guy that's kind of you know been you know sort of been like that that you know that that big you know the big three if you will you know now that Bam's back now you know he scored 14 could they perhaps maybe challenge for the number one seed? I think they're like near the top or like right at the top right now especially with all the other teams with with Brooklyn and the Bulls is also for struggling. So we'll see, you know, can they heat? I'm sure that will make our girl a lot of happy if they end up finishing. <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know if that'll be the case, but again, they'll definitely be going to be around for a while. Um, you know, for me, you know, the Lakers, the, the, What I mean, like I, I told you guys about that trade, you know, for, for not, you know, you know, they want none and, you know, you know, Thornton Taylor and a first round pick. That's not good. That's not going to do it for you folks. That's not. So, you know, could West Westbrook be on the mood? Could other guys be on the mood? You know, Dwight Howard didn't score any points. I don't know. What, what can you do? I mean, especially if they go, you know, that they, they've only won one game there, that, 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 this road trip. And if they go, mm-hmm. oh, you know, if they, you know, Katrina, their struggle right before the all-star break, could Frank Bogle be on his way out. Who knows? but, it's just crazy it's it's just crazy and you know look this is what you want on lebron so you know now you're kind of getting the taste of it and um you know of course we talked about um philadelphia they edged out uh san antonio by six points 115 109 and b had 38 points leading the way there and like i said like i said they don't they don't scare me i mean i i hate saying that but they don't really scare me um dallas beating you'll know, be beat memphis you know look the dodgers had 37 is Dallas starting to kind of get on a roll there in the yeah, West? Yeah, they definitely
0: Conference? bounced back after that bad loss to, to Phoenix on Thursday.
1: Yeah, so could they perhaps maybe be on the move? Um you know, Denver, yeah, Denver edged out the Troy by six. Um, Jokic had another triple double. So, you know, they're I know they're trying to kind of hold everything down. You know, Murray's still still out. We'll see if you know he'd have a, he'd have a triple double, I should say. You know, Jokic did. that was like actually Brooker Street where he had four Trick came with a triple double, but they didn't really need to. I mean, they had other guys that Step up too. I know Nuggets have had their various injury issues, so they're throwing three games over. But you know, we'll see if they can kind of hang on there near the top of the West. The West is so deep. But you know, what else caught your eye this weekend?
0: Oh, uh, the Golden State Warriors continue to struggle shooting the ball from the outside, but they got away with it last night as they uh, barely beat the Utah Jazz 94 to 92. Steph Curry, uh, he's still one of my top players for MVP. But like I said, they struggled shooting the ball early. I know they had a bad loss. Uh, against Indiana uh, last Thursday. We talked about that in our last episode. But uh, as you mentioned, Lakeena, as soon as Clay Thompson gets his conditioning back and gets his timing back, he, he's allowed to play in back-to-back games. That team is going to be dangerous. What do you think that GM Bob Myers is going to do at a trade deadline, Lakeena? Do you think they, they're going to improve their roster? Because if uh, they do, they'll be a more dangerous team. I don't know well, whether they can do that or not, but...
1: I don't know if they'll be able to. What's their cap situation? Because I feel like they're kind of kind of up against the cap as well. So I don't know if they'll be able to do. He'll be able to do anything. But again, we'll see. And also to remember Utah still without Donovan Mitchell, who's still going through concussion mm-hmm. protocol. So I think folks need to kind of, you know, miss on that and why the Jazz game. That game was so close yesterday, of course, with the struggles from the field. But yeah, I mean, the Warriors, I mean, like I said, I don't know. What's their cap situation, kid. I, I know Draymond's still you know, still out. So, you know, I think that might be why they're struggling. They might just stand pat, mm-hmm. but, you know, again, you know, you never know what goes on excuse me, with some of these GMs. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what, 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 you know, what goes on what happens there. Um, on Saturday you had a Phoenix just edging out, mm-hmm. you know, Indian almost well, off often upset out West on the road, but you know, they did the Suns to just not to win that game, you know, edging them out by 10. Pulling away from them late, you know, they kind of tried to get They kept the close a little bit, but you know they did. You know CP three had uh, eighteen and sixteen assists, mm-hmm. also too. You know Booker struggled, but they had guys. You know here is a name that you haven't heard from in a while. Uh, Bismarck Biombo had twenty one off the bench. Woo. That's uh, probably the most <laughs> he scored in a while. So you know they were able to kind of propel them to to hold off the Pacers.
0: Yeah, he's about forty now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give
0: or take. <laughs> yeah, but the Phoenix Suns continue to roll, as I mentioned, uh, with the Dallas game on Thursday. They had a big road win in Dallas. Of course, they uh, uh, wrapped up their weekend, played with a big win over the Indiana Pacers, who had a surprising two road wins on their West Coast road trip at the Lakers and at Golden State. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, got by the Oklahoma City Thunder on Saturday, night, uh, 94-87, Lakina, could they have possibly we talked about this before, I'll bring it up one more time. Could they have two all stars, Darius Garland and Jared Allen? They both uh, worthy of all star spots.
1: I think one won't make it, one won't. And I wouldn't be surprised if neither are gonna make it because a lot of people a lot of people didn't really didn't didn't really expect you know Cleveland to be up there, but they're there are right now. And again, can they hang on? I think that's the sort of the number one question, especially after the all-star break. But We'll see. I mean, I think one will make it. I don't know if they both will make it. I'm sure there are going to be guys that are going to be like, you know, taking rest days and stuff like that. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I saw it. they're not they're not near the top. They might be, all, be called as reserves. You know, one of them mm-hmm. might be. But, you know, you never know. there. Uh going back to Friday. Uh, you know, Atlanta edged out Miami 110 108. I mean, you know, Trey Young had 38 and. You know, 20, I should say. And, and it's sort of like one of those things where, you know, they, they, they had, they needed to sort of like, it was, you know, kind of, you know, back and forth, but yet, you know, the Hawks, you know, the Hawks outscored uh, Miami by 12, 34, 22 late to pull away. And perhaps ultimately edge out that game. And I think if you're in Miami, this is going to be one of those games where you might, if they might come back and bite you in a, butt, especially when it comes to seating. So not a, a good loss, a good win for the the Hawks, but a bad loss by, for Miami.
0: Yeah, let's give love to the Portland Trail Blazers as well. They beat Boston in Boston on Friday as they continue to uh, go through their East Coast road trip. Of course, they got another big win on the road in front of a crowdless um, uh, crowdless, uh, fan base in Toronto yesterday, 114-105. So Portland Trail Blazers get some love for me. Also to Laquina, the Golden State Warriors, we talked about their struggles recently. Steph Curry hit another game winner on Friday as they defeated the Rockets 105-103. That's
1: his first buzzer beater, believe it or not, in his career. So I think that was you know, shocking. That was sort of shocking. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of that was sort of a shock. But yeah, I mean, the fact that they they had the they did that against Houston. I mean, you know, that just shows you that you know the, the the Warriors are kind of going through a little bit of a struggle right now. Of course, Clay is still getting his conditioning back, like you said. Draymond's still out, so you hope that maybe those guys can come after the also, rate, right, those guys can come back and they can you know kind of you know do some damage in the, the Western Conference. You know, they're they got the number one seed, you know, but Phoenix is right on their heels, so. We'll see what happens um, going through the schedule real quick for this week. You got New York and Cleveland at six o'clock tonight. That should be a fun one. I know, um, you know, the, I know the Knicks are coming off a second of a back to back after being the Clippers yesterday. So we'll see what they, you know, what hap- what, what, what happens when, and that matchup, of course, you got Chicago and OKC Indiana and New Orleans. I think this is the last game of that road trip that they have you know, for out out West. So, We'll see what they do. Also, Utah and Phoenix. That's the NBA TV game at 8
0: o'clock. That's going to be a fun one. I can't wait to watch that one. Going to Tuesday's action, which is tomorrow. You have the Denver Nuggets at the Detroit Pistons at 6 o'clock. You have the Hornets and the Raptors at the same time. The Clippers Clippers continue their East Coast road trip. They'll take on the Washington Wizards in our nation's capital. That's at 6 o'clock. A makeup game from December 19th. It's the New Orleans Pelicans at the Philadelphia 76ers. At 6 o'clock, at 6.30, we have Sacramento at Boston. On TNT at 6.30, this is the Tuesday night doubleheader now. The, used to be players only. Now it's just uh, the, the Tuesday night TNT doubleheader. It'll be the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Anthony Davis, uh, a Lakers superstar, big man. He's on this road trip. Could he make his, day, uh, his return to the lineup? He's missed the last 17 games with a knee injury.
1: Yeah, they said they were gonna check up on after like after like four weeks. It's been four weeks, so we'll see. We might see him tonight. I'm sure you know the TNT folks would love to see that. Um, San Antonio and Houston is always fun when those two teams match up. You know, the battle of Texas. Speaking of Texas, Dallas goes to Golden State. That's the second game with that TNT doubleheader. header. That should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh Luca versus Steph. I mean, that should be, you know, that should be a lot of fun. Also, this also this other game should be a lot of fun too. Portland's back in Portland as they post Minnesota
0: let's go to wednesday's schedule this is an underrated game but this should be going this is a definitely a league pass game the milwaukee will travel to cleveland to take on the cavaliers at six o'clock the hornets will travel to indianapolis to take on the pacers also at six o'clock uh, the clippers will to continue the east coast road trip at orlando let's see if orlando could pull off another upset there at six we'll have sacramento visiting atlanta uh, the first game of the Wednesday night ESPN doubleheader will feature the New York Knicks at Miami to take on the Heat. A makeup game from December nineteenth at seven o'clock it will be the different Nuggets versus the New. Sorry, ooh, I almost said it, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. a makeup game from December twenty-second at mm-hmm. seven o'clock. The Raptors will travel to Chicago to take on the Bulls at seven thirty. Memphis at San Antonio at nine p.m. on ESPN. The Wednesday night doubleheader will conclude Yay. with the Suns visiting the Utah Jazz and the Quake, wow. two-game series between those two teams. Mm-hmm. And at 9 o'clock, wrapping up the Wednesday schedule, Dallas at Portland.
1: That should be a fun one. Also, both those, those two uh, West Coast games should be a fun one. Looking forward to that Phoenix-Utah game. We'll see if Donovan Mitchell uh, could get cleared you know, to come back for that game. Like I said before, he's been missing the last couple <laughs> due to the concussion protocol, so we'll see if he'll be back for that. The Thursday night games, you know, it's both the TNT double-headers, just two of these games. you got a Los- You know, got the Lakers. And the Sixers, you know, LeBron versus uh Joel Embiid. We'll see if 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 AD doesn't come back for that Brooklyn game on Tuesday, we'll see for tomorrow. We'll see if he comes back for this game on Thursday on TNT. I know TNT's hoping for either one of them at this point. Also, second half of the double header should be a good one. Uh Carl Anthony Towns. And the Minnesota Timberwolves go up against Steph. We'll see if Clay will Clay, you know, will be able to play that game. And also too, if, if we'll see if Draymond's back, he could come back this, this week, they're saying so. You know, that should be a good
0: one. The T Wolves and the Warriors. Yeah, the, war, uh, the, the Warriors have been having that problems with the T Wolves so far this year. So, we'll yes. see what happens there. That's your NBA schedule for this week. Uh, Lakina, it, it's been another hot show, but we're not done yet. We have to take our two and two break. When we return, we'll give you the best and worst from the uh, world of college basketball. And we have a couple of documentaries that's going to. Be premiering soon, so you will have to look out for those and a whole lot more. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Cindy Brown. You're listening to Sega City Sports. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports slash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The Bulls have dropped two in a row on Sunday. It was a 114 95 setback at Orlando. The lowly Magic took a 23-19 lead out of the first quarter. They led at 53-37 at the half. DeMar DeRozan with 41 points in the loss. Nikola Vukovic had a double-double, 13 points, 13 rebounds. Kobe White chipped in with 22 points. 28-17 Chicago back at it tonight. They'll visit the Thunder. They head into the matchup one game out of first place in the East. The Blackhawks visit Colorado tonight. Chicago's winless in three. It's the second of three straight away from home. They open the trip with a 4-3 overtime loss at Minnesota on Saturday. The Bears' GM search continues. They've got a second interview set up with Chiefs Executive Director of Player Personnel Ryan Poles this week. The Bears also whittling down their initial list for a new head coach. For lightning-fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Deep breaths.
3: Mai's virtual meditation studio has never been busier. Imagine not working. They need a remote assistant to realign their scheduling. Blank calendar. Sorry, back to your breath. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
4: Discover exceptionally common sense.
0: Welcome back to Second City Sports, real live and living color on a Monday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sila Kinney with you. A uh, great show uh, today, LaKeena. But we're not done yet, as we had to talk about. The world of college basketball. We have less than 30 minutes left, 20. uh, given, take 20, 25 minutes left in the show today. So if you have a question or comment for us? Go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the in the comment section, Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's go start locally in college baske- basketball. From this past Saturday, it was the Missouri State Bears that coming to Chicago on the North Side and, and they dominate the Loyola Ramblers. Uh, they were previously learnt, ranked twenty two in the nation. Missouri State gets by. By 10, 79 to 69. Lakina Loyola, Loyola, who's had a, uh, they had a a lot of streets broken, but uh, their play on Saturday reminds me of the Chicago Bulls. You can score the basketball, especially from the outside, but the lack of rebounding, especially from the interior and cold shooting spells, will not win you many ballgames.
1: Well, and I think they have, they have one, I think, what, like 30 something in a row in the Missouri Valley. So, you know, I'm not. Not too surprised. And look, Missouri State. If you guys have not seen Missouri State, which I have, I've seen in a couple of games this season. They got guys that can ball, and they're probably like the one team that can kind of give uh, Loyola fits. And they're do they did just that. They're now number one in the in the conference right now in the Missouri Valley. So, look, I'm not. I wasn't too shocked by that. I know some people were. Mm-hmm. People here were surprised by that upset, but you know they're. Yeah, you know, they're they're near the top. I mean, I know they're they're only, you know, trailing um you know they only trail uh, loyal in the lost comeback one. They gave them their mm-hmm. first loss of the of the conference uh a slate. But look, like I, like I said before, they've they've got guys that can shoot. They're fifteen and six. And if you're a team like a Missouri state, you're, you know, the Missouri Valley will probably only take two, only take one team. Mm-hmm. So if you, you got have to beat, assume like,
0: that, yeah, we don't yeah, know what's going to happen. But you got to yeah. assume they well, go yeah, and, look, and look,
1: like I said before, they're, they're tied for first right now. Of course, you know, they has got them up on the loss column. But look, like I said before, they've got guys that can shoot. I mean, they, they, they can score. And look, they did just that. They kind of had their way with Loyola. And, you know, they were – look, that that score was not – they were up, by like, by 18 at mm-hmm. one point. So, yeah. you know, they – You know, I know Loyola has some garbage, you know, baskets late, but you know, if you guys haven't seen if you guys haven't seen, uh um uh, what's the uh, uh, Isaiah Mosley uh, who's a, who's a junior. And Ooh, you know, Missouri, that kid is
0: amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Who's from Columbia, Missouri. I don't know how Missouri didn't get that kid, but you know, <laughs> he's now in Missouri, he's with Missouri state. And he's one of the reasons, you know, he led with a career high of 40 points. He's one of the reasons why Missouri state's where they are right now. They're 15 and six, like I said, six and two in the conference. And he was a big reason why Loyola, you know, they just pounded Loyola. So Missouri state is a team to watch for in the Missouri Valley because, if anybody can kind of derail Loyola from winning that you know, that conference tournament is definitely Missouri State the Bears so you know we'll see if they can you know they can keep it up and we'll see if Loyola can bounce back. They play again yeah, in a couple I, of weeks so we'll see.
0: Oh good. I was just going to ask you, do they play again uh in the regular season? You you just they answered my each question. Each. So yeah. that that that's going to be another tough game for Loyola, but I think Drew Valentine's team is going to use this use this game on Saturday as a wake up call. I think they'll still be fine, but it is imperative for them to beat Missouri State at their place in a couple of weeks, and then a couple of weeks after that is the conference tournament. as As we uh, as we talked about on Friday, Lakina, this was an important game for Loyola. I think they'll still be fine, but. Uh, they had got to beat Missouri State, and they got to show up in the in the conference tournament because you had to go with the assumption that the uh, the committee. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen between now and Selection Sunday, but you got to assume that uh, they're going to take the tournament winner because they haven't always taken the regular season winner, although yeah. that's nice. But the uh, the uh, the automatic bid goes to the uh, the winner of the tournament. So as of right now, you got to assume that they're going to take the uh, the one winner.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Look, we'll see if they can. If the Loyola can bounce back, you know, because, but like I said before, those guys, Missouri, they can shoot, so we'll see mm-hmm. if they can bounce back. You know, they got a they got a big one later on this week. You know, we'll get to that in a second. Um, another, you know, also to uh, Auburn, you know, for the first time in their program history on the men's side, they're number one in the country. They beat Kentucky. Bruce Pearl uh, crew. Yeah, they be Kentucky on Saturday, so, <laughs> but thanks to that, I mean, they're now the new number one team in the country. They could they they should have been number one last week, but I guess, you know, better late than never, never. but Walker Kessler, you know, 19 points for Auburn to lead the way, and he's, like I said, he's, you know, they've got guys that they can go like five, you know, five and double figures, all starting five, and, um, you know, they can go a good, you know, he can go look How do you feel about bruce Pearl and all that stuff that happened you know years ago blah 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 whatever but you know <laughs> they go they, like he can go a good you know 10 deep so 9 10 deep so he's got a nice deep squad and you know they were able to do just nothing to, to, to uh to beat kentucky i know they i know uh kentucky lost on um, ty ty washington jr he's one of their like their their leading scorers, you know, he got banged up with angle ankle injury. I don't know what the, the update there is. Like, he might miss a couple of games. I think once he got hurt, you know, I think Auburn kind of was able to kind of have their way with Kentucky. But, you know, nice show by Auburn. I think people will show you why those Auburn squad's pretty good.
0: Going back to college basketball locally, uh, the uh, the final line night, they're ranked number 17 in the country. They lost to Maryland on the road 85, 81-65, of course. The final line night were... They were without Kofi Coburn, their uh, stud big man. Looking out, still thought that was going to be more competitive than this, but I think Illinois could take this game and throw it out the window. As soon as uh, Co- uh, Kofi returns, I think uh, the Illini will be fine. Also to Michigan State with a big win on the road on Friday at Wisconsin 86-74. to As we told you guys on our last show on Friday, times is those teams get up for big games, and this was another big game, and the Spartans took advantage.
1: Doubled seven, his seventh double digit road went over our AP top 10 team. That's the third most by any head coach. He only he only <laughs> trails late, great Dean Smith and, of course, and also Coach K. So, you, I think, you know, Michigan State's can kind of quietly sort of like picking around, you know. Like I said, mm-hmm. that, big Ten, that big 10 conference is wide open. So, it's, it's don't be surprised those,
0: you get between six to eight teams in a tournament,
1: which you probably will. And look, I, I feel like, you know, Michigan State's made a good, a good case for them, perhaps maybe win the, the conference, you know. So, again, we'll see what happens. But yeah, they've got a nice D squad as they usually do. Of course, you know, as coaches, so of course, you, you expect nothing less. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what what it goes. I mean, they got a couple of big games coming up. We'll get to that in a second. Baylor gets another, a nice bounce back win. Had to hold off uh, the Fighting Porter Mosers, you know, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, Sooners. They've been giving up this. You know, they, again, this is another one of those heartbreakers for Oklahoma. You need these type of wins though, to get to fresh up your resume, the quad one yeah. and all that stuff. You know, they weren't able to do it, but you know, Baylor got a nice bounce back win. Of course, they lost a couple in a row, but you know, they're kind of starting to get back up there. Uh Duke beat Syracuse easily. Um, unfortunately for Syracuse, you know, they caught him in a pretty bad mood after losing to uh, after Duke losing to Florida State. So, <laughs> you know, so they were able to kind of a nice bounce back when they beat him by 20 pop pa- pa- runchero Ron- had uh 15 to lead the way there. I think all I think all five stars were in double figures for Duke. So, you know, a nice, a nice base show of just hammering Syracuse.
0: Yeah, and speaking of another um, Illinois uh, uh, connection, Bruce Weber and the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, I did catch some of the, uh, this game between uh, the Wildcats and number number seven ranked team in the country, the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, the mm-hmm. Jayhawks had trouble, but they were able to escape Kansas State by 378-75. Lakina, does head coach Bill Self does he have a case to uh, uh, to uh, have, does in your opinion because I haven't watched them all the way this year, do you think that they have enough to make a deep run because they, they haven't they haven't lived up to their potential in the last few years.
1: Well, and also too, but they have a very young squad, so I think that's that's playing a lot. And also too, um, you know, our thoughts for us go out to Coach Self, who lost his dad on Friday night. You know, that was mm-hmm. a very emotionally charged game. He saw his comments afterwards. You know, it's, it's gone viral. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, look, K State led for a little bit, and I watched a little mm-hmm. bit of this game too. And they had to, they really had to kind of like you know dig down to the trenches, and they were able to pull it off. You know, look, yo, K know, State, that's their that's their in rival. You know, so of course they're always going to give you fits, and of course you know, you uh, know. Uh, Bruce Weber, of course, has been in you know, Kansas a couple of times. He says he's been there, so mm-hmm. you know you don't want to you know you don't want to take your team lightly, but look, I think look, Kansas is doing just enough. I think you know once every you know all the guys start meshing better, they're back to you know, being healthy again. So I think that's, you know, that plays a part as well. So I think we're starting to see, you know, Kansas sort of turn the corner a little bit. I know they had their struggles in conference play, though they lost to Texas Tech. We'll get to that, they'll you know, get to that. They play each other tonight. And mm-hmm. yeah, look, we'll see, look, we'll, we'll see what happens in that game. I know they're going to want their revenge. Um But yeah, I think the K-State, I think, I think once we get to see, look, we got about six or seven weeks before the tournament starts. So Mm -hmm. that's plenty of time for people to, you know, to the guys kind of get, get, get it going and mesh you all together. Uh, Tennessee with a big one, uh, nice win against LSU by 14 Mm -hmm. points. They pulled away late, uh, late in the second half. You know, I saw a little bit of this game and, you know, in between and look, the Tennessee looks really good. You know, the Rick Barnes, I feel like doesn't get enough credit at the schools he's been at, and he's not getting any credit here. in they Tennessee, a lot of people thought once Grant Williams and and that group left, a people thought that, oh, you know, that's really, basically they're going to go back to being just a football school. You know, they've got guys out there that can play. Uh, Santiago Santiago Mescovi, you know, who's kind of like that, you know, that sort of like a – he kind of reminds me of Vooch a little bit, sort of like that big, you know, tough you know, inside guy, a little bit of jokeish too, but he led the way with a double-double. Um, you know, but yeah, I think Tennessee sort of like hanging in there with Auburn and Kentucky and also LSU for that, you know, and the SEC.
0: Uh going back to yesterday's action, which is Sunday, number four Purdue, they uh, they dominate Northwestern Chicago's Big 10 team, 80 to 60. Uh, Juwan Howard, Chicago, is very young, the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, they dominate Indiana by 18, 80 to 62. But my guy, Penny Hardaway, we didn't talk about him on Friday. Look, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this. Yesterday, uh, they beat Tulsa 83 to 81. I don't know if that's going to hopefully get their season turned around. But uh, this was after a bad loss, I believe it was on Thursday. Lakeena, we didn't talk about this on Friday because we ran out of time. He, uh, Little Penny, it's not Little Penny anymore, folks. He's a grown-ass man. He's a damn grown man. He told one of the reporters to stop asking him bleeping, stupid bleeping questions. What were your thoughts about this? I,
1: I, I, <laughs> I loved shrugs. it personally. <laughs> I, I, I did the shrugs emoji. I was like, you know what? I think you know, he realized it. <laughs> hey, look. Welcome to the Wonderful World of Coaching in College, big time college hoops there, Penny. You you played, yeah, you played for a few years there in at Memphis. You know how it works. And look, I mean, you know, with the wise men stuff, all that had happened a couple of years back. I mean, that kind of, you know, kind of derailed it. I know people thought that maybe they could have went to the final four had he been able to play. We won't get into all that. Yeah. You know, and they have they're getting recruits. I mean, they're just not meshing all together. I think they're starting to um, you know, they got that big win against Tulsa. I mean, Tulsa's not very good. So, I'm not, you know, I don't really mm-hmm. take this as sort of like a, you know, a win, but maybe look, maybe they can turn the corner. I mean, look, they have to face Houston, you know, I think later this week. So that, I think that's going to, what's going to help them fresh of the attorney resume. I know they were in the top 15 earlier this, earlier in the season, but mm-hmm. They've had their struggles, but you know what? We'll, we'll see if they can get it together. I mean, I, I like I said before, it really the the, the comments really didn't bother me too much. I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, Penny, you're you're showing that you're not – you have to you're <laughs> you gonna take those you got to you know look, ask Coach K, ask Coach Izzo, ask Coach Pearl. Look, I mean, look, you, you have to look, you uh, Coach Kellis in your own conference, in the American. You're gonna get these type of questions, so you're gonna talk to your guys, and you're not gonna be immune to it. So, sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't need Chris Rock anymore. (laughs) Can't do that for a brother.
1: (laughs) TCU, TCU uh, with a nice win against the Fighting Jamie Dixons. You know, a nice win against Iowa State and Iowa State. I mean, that should definitely help them with their tournament resume. So, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, go back to Penny for a sec that the Penny com- comments I'm like, OK, whatever, like you're 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 showing yourself that you don't have the patience. <laughs> go turn yeah. away. So you got to have the patience, dude. I'm sure every coach will tell you that. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on a Monday edition uh, right here on Sports on Chicago. We're live and in Levy Color, City. Laquina here with you. We have less than 10 minutes remaining in this episode for today. Let's get to the top 25 uh, action, Lakina uh, the schedule for this week. A uh, big game, big doubleheader action on ESPN tonight. Uh, it'll start at eight o'clock. Number 13, Texas Tech, the Red Raiders will travel to Manhattan, Kansas to take on the number five ranked team in the nation, the Kansas uh, Jayhawks, followed by Arizona State at number 15, USC, the Trojans. That's at 10 p.m. tonight. Both games can be seen on ESPN.
1: That, that That is actually a makeup game, so we're seeing, you know, they rarely play games on Monday in the Pac-12, so that's actually a makeup game from last month about this time, so, you know, okay, they, I think USC, of course, USC had COVID issues early on, I, you know, I know Bobby Hurley and a couple of their players are going to be suspended for Arizona State because of something that happened earlier this week, I don't want to get into it because it's a little bit weird, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're not they're going to be without him. And, you know, I know SC is going to want their revenge. Unfortunately, they're not going to be playing in front of a crowd at the Galen Center because of you know COVID mm-hmm. and such. So there's nobody going to be there. It's going to be kind of like a scrimmage. But you know, that should be a fun one there. as usually is when those two teams play. The the Kansas uh Texas Tech game. I know Kansas is going to want their revenge. You know they you know Tech got the best of them without their best player in Lubbock. He's back. Now we'll see if Kansas will actually be able to enact their revenge. Also, San Diego State hosting UNLV. Of course, San Diego State, State is sort of like them in the class of the Mountain West Conference. We'll see if they can keep that up. Also, to Stephen Hall hosting St. John's. Again, this is, this is a makeup game. So at eight o'clock on FS1. So that should be a fun one between those two teams. That it usually is.
0: Let's go to the Tuesday schedule, which is tomorrow. A couple of um, a notable games. Number nine, Duke will host Clemson at 6 p.m. That's on ESPN2. At the same time, on the big ESPN, number 10, Michigan State will travel to Champaign to take on the number 24-ranked team, the final line. This is a big game for both teams. Hopefully, Colburn will return. If he does, that's going to give the Atlanta a big lift. Uh, I believe it's going to be a close game, but the Atlanta needs this game more than Michigan State does. So that should be an interesting game there. At -hmm. 6 p.m. on FS1, we'll have number 14, Villanova. The Wildcats will host the DePaul Blue Dings. DePaul's still hanging over 500 at 10 and 8, but I feel that the ship is sinking over there uh, on the near north side of DePaul.
1: This, yeah, I mean, and uh, Paul played Villanova close early on you know, their first meeting mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks back. So I'm sure Villanova is going to want to, you know, make sure to step the foot on the gas early. I mean, once, it, once, if they hit their threes, you know, they're tough to beat. So if you're Villanova, you're trying to get that, 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 you know, that, that hot start. You know, as far as Illinois Michigan State game, like you said, so, I mean, Michigan is like the top of the top of that conference right now. And, you know, we'll see if Illinois can bounce back. I know, hopefully Coburn will be back. You know, but again, we'll see. Um, Fordham and Dayton, you know, If it was for Davidson, you know, day would be up there, like in the you know, top of the conference right now. So Fordham, you know, they're kind of battling it out too as well. I know they lost a couple of tough ones to Davidson. So that's a six o'clock game on ESPN Plus if you have that.
0: Uh, at seven p.m. on the Big Twelve channel and ESPN plus with number four Baylor will host Kansas State at 7 30 p.m. This is for Tuesday continuing at 7 30 on the SEC network we'll have number one Auburn travel to Missouri to take on the tigers at Ten o'clock on ESPN. Number three, Arizona. They'll travel to Los Angeles to take on the number seven ranked team in the country, the UCLA Bruins. Another makeup game. Yep. Make game. Another
1: makeup game. Another makeup game from about a month ago. But again, the good news is the good news is it's going to be on ESPN, and you get Dave Patch and Bill Walton. So, we'll, so we're going to show you uh, why. <laughs> yeah, Dave Pass uh, should be getting a, an extra bonus every time he plays. <laughs> also, to Oregon and a uh, Colorado. Oregon still getting into the top twenty-five. You know, they've won like five in a row. So I don't know what's mm-hmm. co- including both use Both L. A. T. S. Both UCA and U. S. C. So I don't know what I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Southern Illinois and Loyola at seven o'clock. You know, Southern is kind of like on the up and up. You know, I know they're kind of starting to get things going. We'll see if Loyola can bounce back from the loss to Missouri State. All born at Missouri. And look, I'm sure the people in Columbia are going to be uh, rocking for that game. So, not saying that they should be on upset alert, but you know they got some players that can play there in a, with the Tigers. So we'll see. Also Georgetown and Connecticut. Again, that's another that's another makeup game. We'll see if uh, Coach Patrick Peterson will be back for that. I know he's been off you know, due to COVID. So mm-hmm. we'll see if he, he comes back. Wednesday, Hump Day, Florida and Tennessee. That's a, that's early. Note to start. That's a five o'clock game on ESPN two. So note to start there, folks. That's a five o'clock Central Time game. Um, Providence and Xavier, that should be a fun one. That's a 530 mm-hmm. game on uh CBS Sports Network. If you got that, make sure you guys check that out. Um, Northwestern and Michigan, uh at 530 on the Big Ten Network. Again at you know, one Howard. Yeah so, yeah. so we'll see. Um, let's see here. Not a lot. I mean, uh Iowa State will try to bounce back against Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma and West Virginia. Uh Marquette, the Fighting of Smart's, you know, pull off a couple of upsets yeah. earlier this week. You know, they play Seton Hall, VCU, and Davidson. No, Steph Curry doesn't, is that teleporting back and forth from there to, you know, to the Golden State? But you <laughs> know, they're back, you know, they're back, they're back. Right for the first time since he's, since he's been there. Also, they're going up against VCU. That should be a fun one. LSU hosting uh, Texas A&M on SEC Network. Off to uh, Indiana, had a nice win against had, had had a nice win against Purdue, but they lost to Michigan. So they're hoping to bounce. They're hoping to bounce back at I forgot, I lost who they're playing at Who are y'all playing? Uh, Indiana. Uh, I lost y'all for a second. Uh, crap! I darn I lost y'all for a second. Ooh. Oh, Penn State. They host Penn State. So that's Saturday. again on the Big Ten Network. So hopefully they can they can bounce back from that loss.
0: And wrap up the schedule for this week in the top twenty-five. Let's go to Thursday's game. This has to be a makeup game at three o'clock on the Big Ten Network. It Number is. eleven, Wisconsin, will travel to Nebraska to take on the Cornhuskers. Fred Hoiberg is having another tough season at six and thirteen. I don't know
1: what's going on over there. I mean, you know, they, you know, he's recruiting. I don't know because guys don't want to stay. They don't want to play in Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska's a nice, a nice. City. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> this is, yeah, this, yeah, this actually make a make-up game for a few weeks back because Nebraska was having COVID issues earlier this year. So hopefully, maybe they can pull off an upset against Wisconsin. It's going to be tough, know, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a similar the afternoon. So hopefully, folks will. Come to link, you know, come Pinnacle Bank Arena, and hopefully they'll be rocking.
0: At seven o'clock on ESPN, we'll have number sixteen Ohio State. Watch out for them in the Big Ten. They'll travel to Minnesota to take on the Golden Gophers. At eight o'clock on FS1, we'll have number six Purdue traveling to Iowa to take on the Hawkeyes. There should be a great Big Ten battle there. West Coast action at eight o'clock on the Pat 12 Network. We have number seven UCLA hosting Cal. At 10 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, Loyola Marymount University they'll travel to Spokane, Washington to take on the number two ranked team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And at 10 p.m. on FS1, Stanford will travel to Southern California to face USC. Number Hopefully. they ranked number 15 in the country.
1: USC hoping to get their revenge from Stanford after mm-hmm. losing to them a couple of weeks back. So that should be a fun one. Also going back to Wednesday, you got the you know two of the top teams in the Mountain West. You got. Utah State and San Diego State, they face each other on FS1, getting some love there nationally. So, yay. Uh, yeah, and those are your, yeah. So, I know some of the times are a little bit weird. You got the you know, two o'clock, you got a couple of three o'clocks. Most of those are for, you got the pac 12 playing on Monday and Tuesday. Those, those are all makeup games due to COVID. So, that's why we're seeing all those weird, you know, with scheduling there. But yeah, some of these games are being made up.
0: Uh, a couple of minutes left right here on Second City Sports on a Monday edition. where uh, Live in the Living Color City, Lakina here with you. Lakina. we're going to have a new 30 for 30 that's going to premiere on February Sunday, February 6th. And that's the 30 for 30. Uh, the new film is called The Tuck Rule, featuring
1: uh,
0: former ESPN analyst, current Fox Sports NFL analyst Charles Woodson and Tom Brady watching the famous 2001 the AFC Divisional Playoff Round game between the Oakland Raiders and the New England Patriots. Of course, you as you well know, that the New England Patriots. Uh, this was the year that, that started off uh, their historic mm-hmm. runs in, with Super Bowls with Belichick and Brady. And during that 2001 year, that was the last year that the Patriots played at Old Foxborough Stadium. It turned out to be the last game in the, uh, in that in a old dump. Some pay, old school Patriots fans would call it, but a little history lesson. For you guys, especially relating to us in Chicago, remember that Patriots game against the Raiders was supposed to be in the afternoon,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: because of the weather, it got moved to the nighttime at seven o'clock local time in Chicago on CBS. Remember that uh, it turned out to be the, uh, the game that was played before that was the 2001 bears and Eagles game. At and Eagles, Social yeah. we, we all know what happened in that game. But of course, also during that game, during that day, it was an NBA game that, that took place at the United Center early day mm-hmm. afternoon. It was Jordan's the um, Wizards against the bad Chicago Bulls team. The Wizards won the game. That game was just so ugly. Ugh. But anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to see how how ESPN presented this uh, with Watson and Tom Brady, both former college teammates at Michigan's at yes, Michigan University of Michigan. Uh, how did ESPN set this up and? And what was their uh, initial thoughts of watching this game? The uh, two both and watched it together uh, in a studio.
1: It, it's it's going to be interesting, but yeah, like I said, they're direction doing a ninety-minute thirty-for-thirty on this. Really, I mean, I, I'm like, I, I, look, I know, look, I know, Raiders fans are still upset about the call and, and such, and I know that it had it not been called, you know, who knows what would have happened? You know, could Bray's legacy have changed? or the Patriots' legacy have changed? Mm-hmm. yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, God, like, okay, like I, I'll watch it, but uh, begrudgingly, but I'm like, oh, goody, like, okay, like, do we really have to watch this? Thing? Okay.
0: <laughs> I think also, too, I think it happened, I think, the year before, if I'm not mistaken, I had to look this up, but I think this was technically the second playoff game that was aired in primetime at the time. Because yep. this is because remember, all, up until that time, all the playoff games, uh, ex- excluding the Super Bowl, were aired in the afternoon. The NFL mm-hmm. was trying to uh, uh, schedule playoff games in prime time. And look what's happening now 20-plus years later. So uh, it changed a lot of things, a lot of things that rule, the way the NFL games, and almost all of them now airing in prime time. Now we get the extra game in a wild card round with the extra teams. and So a lot of things happen uh, um, because of this game.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you in that in That sense. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, they're doing a, they're doing a whole, you know, 30, you know, 90 minute thing on this. Like, okay. Yeah. It, it did change sort of like, you get, you got more, uh, more, uh, divisional games in, in prime time. Yeah. You know, I'm sure the, I'm sure uh, last night's, uh, Bill's Chiefs game was huge. I'm sure the 49ers Packers games were huge, you know, during that time. Yeah. So, again, yeah, I think it did change a lot and, you know, it's, yeah, look, I might check it out, but um, I'm going like, okay. And then it'll be interesting to see the diamond between those two, like you said. So they played – they played. Uh, no, no, actually, no, I think you know, Woodson – no, but, you know, yeah, I think Ray had just gotten there when Woodson was there. So I think he had already left, so. But, yeah, I mean, oh, oh, okay, Let, let's see what, what transpires here. It's going to be interesting to see those two uh mm-hmm. watch this game on the screen. I don't know how ESPN was able to do it, but you know they they made it happen. So we'll, and we'll also see. to
0: Terry Bradshaw, the the Hall of Fame quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers fame and he's the current Fox NFL Sunday uh anal- studio analyst. He's gonna get a, a a going deep documentary on him as well that's gonna premiere yeah, that be I hard. believe next week on HBO Max.
1: Yeah so if you got HBO Max make sure you guys check that out and they go really deep. And my mom told me, she said she's going to watch it because she loves the the reality show that he's in. The Bradshaw was him and his wife and their their daughter. So mm-hmm. his daughters, but also she also has a daughter too from a previous marriage. So yeah, uh, that should be interesting. When I'm sure, you know, you'll learn a lot about Mr. Bradshaw. That should be, you know, you know he's, he's an open book pretty much. So I'm sure he'll, he'll you know, he'll pour his heart mm-hmm. out and deep, take a deep dive. So uh, that one I'm looking forward to watching.
0: Yeah, and also, too, I'll just read this headline from the good friends at Awful Announcing to close out today's show. I meant to bring this up with our girl Christine on Friday. Maybe if we, time permitting, we'll bring this up with her. Here's the headline. 21 of 32 NFL teams saw local ratings increase, but Texans, Houston, Giants, New York, Bears, yes, Bears, and Seahawks, and more saw big drops. Houston saw an 18% drop, while Chicago, Seattle, and the Giants all saw 14% drops. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, they were all of them were bad. So yeah. So of course you're not you're not gonna watch, You're not gonna waste your time watching. There are better games to watch. So yeah, I'm not surprised that all three of those teams saw a big dip in ratings. I, I mean, look, like I said before, there there are bigger things on television and of course with the streaming and stuff. I don't wanna be stuck watching you know, the other games in the area. Games, that's what red zone, all this other stuff's for. So news, yes. no thank you. Not surprised.
0: Exactly. On that note, you can follow yours truly, uh, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at ck80. Once again, at ck80. That's s i d k i d a zero. That's s i d k i d a zero.
1: Stupid popo. So oh, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> you follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and <laughs> at Keenan Score McGee on the IG.
0: Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. You can watch any of our five live shows, or you can watch them uh, on the replay uh, in the archive section wherever you, whenever you choose. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you follow War Media at W A R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe to our podcast at War or Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And we'd like to thank you very much for your support in advance.
1: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends.
0: We are. Uh, second city sports, you can listen to us every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. That's every Monday, every Friday, noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon to 10 a.m. to noon on the west coast. And in Hawaii, you can figure out the damn times on your damn self. So
1: that's <laughs> AM, a.m. in Hawaii, but the but we're right folks, you can, you can listen to us every time, anytime on War Media, wherever you get your pod, we you get your, mm-hmm. your podcast. So, don't worry if you can't watch us you can't get up early or you can do another stuff it's fine we we, we won't get if we were not offended. just make sure you watch us or listen to us somewhere okay and exactly somehow, all right yeah. so, you know, be careful out there folks I know there's weather there's like nasty weather going all up and down the uh, the east coast so just be careful out there you know if you're not gonna wash your hands you know, or or you're not gonna the- wash your
0: hands regardless.
1: Yeah, I'll say. And also, too, if you're not getting the vaccine, just you know, wash your hands, wear your mask, and just be good to each other. I know there's a lot going on, but still, please be good, good and kind to each other. And you know what? You know, this has been XC Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Friday.
0: That is your dagger. Bye-bye, Packers. Holla. <laughs>